You are about to witness history in the making. Hello, good morning, afternoon, evening, and welcome to episode 55 of the Pop Culture Gamers podcast. My name's Hayden, and I'm here, as always, with Steve, who's just come back from his holly bobs over on the pond and been to the Big Apple. So, Steve, how are you? Um, I'm probably about synced right now, even though it's taken me a few days to get from the jet lag. You wouldn't think the difference in five hours would make a difference, but it did. Mm, And, yeah... Yeah, so it is always supposed to be worse coming uh, west to east, isn't it, rather than east to west? Yeah, so they say. But yeah, it was really weird. I mean, I thought, yeah, I'd be fine. I'm glad I booked the week off, second week off. Yeah, I don't think I would have coped with work in in the sort of not state I was in, but just the way you know you feel sort of drowsy and sort of you want to loll around the house, don't want to do anything. And I definitely wouldn't have been doing work; wouldn't have been in the mood for it. No. No, but as they say, I'm back tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to turning my phone on tomorrow morning at seven o'clock. Load the car up and see what's in store. <laughs> mm. but, yeah. Well, tell us about your st- uh, holiday then, Steve, because obviously that's uh, a bit more interesting than some of the news that I've got. I think. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. So we we had four nights in a hotel. So then, so that made it like a week with flying. So we flew out on the Monday morning, which, to be honest, isn't always the way you, you need to be somewhere that you end up finding all the traffic in the world and all the accidents and all the roadworks. I, th- I where, think, to be honest, it, it, you just are more sensitive to it more than anything else. Because I had, I thought, well, well, when it, the, the, I booked the purple parking for eight o'clock. So if you don't know what purple parking is at Heathrow, you can leave your car there for the duration of your holiday. Mm-hmm. So you can park it up, give them the keys, and you get a free bus to the terminal you want, and and vice versa. So it's all all looked after. But we needed to be there for eight, and I intended to be there for about seven in the area to go to McDonald's maybe and have a coffee and something to some breakfast. But as it happened, because the M3 was closed leading up, well, down to one lane leading up to the M25, so I was screwed. So I come off there, went on to the M4, got stuck in traffic there. So by the time I got to Pebble Parking, it was 8 o'clock. So by hook or by crook, I got there on time, but I didn't get that coffee, which I wanted in the morning, you know, just to start the day off. Yeah. But, but nevertheless, it was all right, because once we got inside, and because I haven't been on, on a plane for some time, it's all... Autom- automation for check-in. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, you got to go to a, like a, a you got to go to a screen where you can you get your passport, you put it into there, you can check in, can get download your tickets for the plane, and dump your bags. And once you've gone through security, which in the UK is pretty standard, but you still got to take your belt off, empty your pockets, you know, go through the X-ray machine. And again, I was I don't know it is with me. I always get frisked at airports. <laughs> And considering I, I'm pretty good from the background of work, you think they wouldn't have to bother me, but they always do. And, um, yeah, I had to spread them, as they say, 
let them. <laughs> well, as, as long as they didn't uh, take you into another room and no, uh, put on no, the marigolds. They, no, they no, no. Luckily enough, they didn't. I I tried to have minimum stuff on me, and when I'm travelling, so I I I got myself a new sort of I'll call it a man bag if anything, or just a pouch. Mm. One, you know, sort of a flat bag. Maybe old school would be a satchel, maybe, but it's not not as bold as that. But um, just carrying the minimum things that I need. A, cu- a courier bag, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got a new one there on the day before, and um, just so I could carry the documentation, passports, and what have you, you know. And uh, yeah, great flight from Virgin as always. All the drinks were free. All the food obviously was free. And Mrs. didn't understand that, but she thought we was all have to pay for. It. No, no, it's all inclusive. It's all about the flight. Yeah, it was when you turned around and said, I'll have three bottles of champagne, please. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, but you know, yeah, I was drinking gin and tonic and <clears throat> red wine on the way over there. So yeah, and I mean, the flight was pretty good. It was seven hours long. So movie-wise, I, I don't know how, when, when you last flew or have you or whatever, but um, the, the library is a bit more extensive these days for in-flight movies. It'll be all digital, won't it, nowadays? It, exactly, and it's like having a Netflix screen on your on the on the, the person in front of you's headrest. Yeah. Where you can just flick through movies of old, new, maybe coming soon, but they weren't that old. Well, let's put it so, that way. I suppose the question is, did you watch either Airport 77 or Aeroplane? No, I watched both all of those before I flew out. <laughs> I know you did. I was just wondering <laughs> if you'd watched any more no. since... I thought if it was on, I might have done because I I I watched Creed two going over because I do love the old boxing movies um, mm. which are linked to the Rocky, of course. So I watched Creed two and I, I I was flipping through and I couldn't be bothered. I had some podcasts I wanted to listen to on the way over, so I just put my headphones on and just shut my eyes and listened to that. Yeah, um, but it was just chilling out, you know. It is on when you're going over on a flight. It's more anticipation going out than coming back. Mm. Where, say, for example, coming back, I actually didn't... I don't think I actually watched any movies, did I? Because it was a nighttime flight. Right. I had a little browse, but I just... I put my headphones on for a bit, but I was just thinking about, oh, you know, we've got an eight-hour flight with Delta Airlines, which is the sister um, support to to Virgin. But Mm. they weren't as good, to be honest. We ended up with the end... What meal we had, we ended up with what was left. So I had to have the vegetarian dish. Um, now, now, this is the thing I always say is that I do think vegetarian food's completely wrong because it's never made out of real vegetarians. No, but it it, it, it it wasn't it wasn't the greatest food in the world. It was pasta, and mm. um, it's all right. I mean, I'm, I weren't going to complain too much, but you know, I had to drink and more wine, and that kept me happy. I don't mind a bit of pasta. It it just depends upon what sort no, of pasta it but is. It, I but it was a bit gloopy for some reason because we were at the back of the plane. Um, right, great to get some window seats on the way back. But it was like obviously what they do is they take the trolleys to the other end first, and then come back to us. Mm. So we got what's left. So having having a dinner and breakfast and and what have you on the way back. But no, but yeah, it was it was okay. The flight was was a bit bumpy, a bit choppy on the way back. But I had some great views of of, of coming into England via the, the under, underbelly of Wales through Bristol, following the M4. Really, mm. really, really clear images because it was a great day. Um, really, really nice coming back. Oh, well, that's good. And then the last thing I saw as we were coming to touchdown was one of the jobs I coughed for work. <laughs> I could see that. I thought, oh, yeah, just remind me of that. Thank you very much. Mm. But yeah, no, we had a great time out there. A, a lot of sightseeing, a bit emotional for for nine eleven as we were out there during that. Yeah, 
which was which was something else to be honest. But so, did they do anything special? Well, they, it was the eighteenth anniversary, eighteen years. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> it's how time flies. But they do this. I think they do it every year. But what I mean, there was it was all cordoned off. We I booked on that day. What did we? Yeah, that day it was really, it was going to be 85 degrees, clear skies. I thought, well, today we'll go to the observatory tower, ground zero, as we we'll call it. So by the time we, what we did, we took the uh, the metro on the old tube line. And it's funny, even Mrs. was moaning about me geeking out about this place and looking at this for with this movie or whatever. And she said, oh, I could just think this, you know, Patrick Swayze bouncing around here on Ghost. So <laughs> she's got no excuse for that, to be honest. Yeah, but but get when we 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 came out the um, station brings you out in Westfield Shopping Centre, and yes, they have them out there as well. Um, a lovely building, really clean and just looks brilliant. Really was. I mean, when I get time, I'll, I'll throw some pictures your way of that. But everything was sort of closed off down by the memorial area, which is the the twin towers themselves. So the actual where they actually stood now, they've got these water fountains yeah but they're the size of the square for the building itself and that was all cordoned off because it was only open to um, relatives right to do with that whether that will be passengers staff different responses whether it's firemen it was also it was really it was you couldn't help but feel the emotion and as much as I remember where I was in London that day watching that on TV and I was next door to the stock exchange thinking should we evacuate and go home mm. and what just going through that and we walked around the perimeter of what was cordoned off because the observatory tower wasn't going to be open till 12 o'clock so we had a bit of time to kill and then once we'd done that and then come back down they weren't going to open the memorial area till three o'clock and because i wanted to go to dumbo which is in brooklyn which was across the, the hudson we sort of sort of stayed there most of that sort of time till about four o'clock so you sort of get caught up in the emotion it's it's difficult yeah. not to um <clears throat> but some stunning views from the um i can't think how many floors up that was now it was 102 floors and mm. it took 42 seconds to get there from the lift <laughs> your ears are popping as you as you're rising through the building incredible you know yeah, and look at and when you and once you get to the top there, and they got some videos on these walls, and then when they say welcome to observatory, the the, the panels move, and you just see this three sixty view of Manhattan, um, which to be honest is, is incredible. Really, it really is something. And you can't if you if I showed a picture of it to anyone like yourself, it wouldn't give you that same. Well, if the much you say wow, it wouldn't give you that same feeling that you would get actually seeing it. Yeah, it's one of those things if you've got to be there, isn't it? Exactly. And the same for the um, Empire State Building when we went up that. You know, mm. it was, I mean, that was only, I think it was 92 floors for the um, observatory area, which you can walk around all four corners, you know, on the, obviously on the outside there, you do that, where the observatory tower's on the inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, just felt like Spider Man running around that lot, I must admit. <clears throat> well, I know that you were web swinging around New York, weren't you? Finding where your hotel was. And it was and that it, before you set off. Yeah, and even the swimming pools in 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 the game, <laughs> the rooftop. But yeah, I mean, how well that was 
just a side note to Spider-Man, how well they put that map together. Mm. Even though it's not exactly right, should we say, for example. Yeah. It's near as damn it, you know. There's a few buildings missing. Um, I only say that because when I went... When we went to Central Park for a morning, and I said, I want to go this way up the left-hand side, and we'll then pop in through there. And the only reason is I want to go to where Dana's apartment in Ghostbusters was. Mm. And uh, and then you got the church next door, which was squashed, wasn't it, by the Marshmallow Man. Yeah. So that if, just seeing some of those little things is just, you know, from, my, from a geeky point of view, um, you know, I, I enjoy that. You know, Did you go up the Statue of Liberty? No, we unfortunately the way those days were planned out, we didn't get. I, I could have done with another, maybe another day. I, I'm, I'm kicking myself. I could have probably done another day there yeah. and flew back on the Saturday. But originally, I wasn't going to have two weeks off. So, but I mean, I, whether or not we'd get to go there again, I'd love to go there at Christmas. That mm. being something, but you know, we, we saw the Statue of Liberty from the Observatory Tower. Um, I didn't get to go on a boat trip, but it, you know. I'm, we had a wonderful time anyway, and it, we, it's, our steps for walking was like 13,000, 14,000, 15,000 steps. Mm. You know, it's like when you go to Florida, to Disneyland and places like that, you know, you're knackered by the end of the day. Yeah. And even though, because obviously we're no spring chickens that we used to be. Let's speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, my dodgy knee, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. But um, but no, it, it was it was a great experience and it was nice to do it on on, on our anniversary. Yeah, you know, and uh, and nice to meet meet James Hancock as well, and he took us out for a meal, so that was grand. Mm. And it, it, I don't think the misunderstands. We we're going to this apartment, but he could be a terrorist for right now. <laughs> yeah, they just don't. But look, don't worry about it. Honestly, fine, you know. But um, and yeah, obviously up that way there, you have got the. Uh, the building that was used in Spider-Man for the for the Daily Bugle, mm. which is the um, the flat iron building, which is weird, but I love that. It looks gorgeous. Mm. Whoever designed that was on cocaine, I think, at the time. But um, but yeah, we did <clears throat> a few experiences, some nice food. Didn't eat. Too, we ate quite well, to be honest. But it's it's an expensive place to to, to go. And especially to eat and drink as well compared to the UK. Let's put it that way. But uh, but yeah, I got myself a, a nice bottle on the way home in in, in the uh, duty free. Yeah, what's this about Game of Thrones with it? Well, what, they, what, what got, is it? Well, what it, they've got a selection of whiskies, right? And they 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 eat they they're sort of limited edition to Game of Thrones. And I'll chuck you a, a picture later on. But what they are is they're different different types of whiskies with the different tribes. I think like we're going to call them. All oh, right, so it's like one's Targaryen. And- yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they they ranged in price because I got a nine year old single malt um, where that was seventy dollars. Right, and that worked out about fifty quid. Yeah, you have to really like whiskey for that paying that about. <laughs> well, I've been to- I've been told by. I've been told by um, by Purdy when we were talking about Destiny the other day, he said, once you drink that, you won't want to drink any other whiskey again. Trust me, he yeah. said. You know, but um, but yeah, I, I've been, as I, just on the side note of that, I've been always after a decent whiskey glass. And if you know a while ago, when the Blade Runner 2049 came out, I didn't know if you saw the special edition they did of that. With two whiskey glasses. Yes, which were the design for... Yeah, because I almost bought it. But the thing is, right, and I looked into this. Now, they are not the correct size. They're a bit smaller. 
and also they're just a cheap glass. Mm. So I googled into it and I found the the people that made them for Ridley Scott for the movie. It's for Blade Runner and Blade Runner forty nine. 2049 okay. and I found them on their website and then I also found them on Amazon so you've got this hand blown whiskey glass which is crystal right and I tell you what holding that in your hands a damn sight better than those ones that came on the special edition obviously they're only as most things that come tie into any sort of game or um, you know movie and that they're not going to be better than they're just going to be cheaply reproduced for, for in masses mm. but honestly that glass is absolutely gorgeous and it's an identical because they as I say they made them for the film as well yeah so because they're square as well aren't they it's yes yeah. so if you imagine that they are square but they break open like a flower and then each corner there's a right angle to it so each square then it's got a right angle a, a 45 degree and then another square and a 45 degree right if you haven't seen the pictures um i'll, I'll, I'll put one across in a minute um but it's a lovely glass and being a fan of that those movies as you know i am mm-hmm. um it was it was worth picking one up and it comes in a lovely box as well with sponge protection because it's italian yeah, and they're actually originally they were originally a seventies glass, believe it or not. But obviously, the people that were looking into the furniture they were going to use in the movie, they they come across these and thought they look a bit, I know, wacky, shall I say, or something like that. Yeah, it's a sort of like that, uh, sort of like quasi retro futuristic yeah, sort of design, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, oh yeah, it's a you can buy them in in a box or two. I, I just needed the one glass anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous glass. I'm really chuffed that I've been I've been after that for years, and I, I kept seeing on eBay the, um, the the two glass with the DVD and Blu-ray, which was going for around a hundred pound on eBay. Mm. But I got I got this glass cheaper than I would have done that, and I've already got the Blu-ray anyway, so I didn't need it. Yeah, and I've looked into opening videos, boxing unboxings, excuse me, and I knew that. They were much smaller. And then when you hold that glass in your hand, you know the difference. Mm. You know. I mean, they'd be nice for Coke even. <laughs> if you want to drink Coke out of it, if you want. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was really chuffed with that. Really did. But, uh, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, we, did, we I don't want to talk all day long about me all day, but that's surely enough. But, yeah, it was, we had, um, we had a good time and nice hotel and, you know, did all the, did a, the majority of things I needed to do. And, and it was nice to get a, a nice view of a different part of New York from James as well, that from his place, because we went around there. Because the ironic thing was, he we had some whiskey at his house, and he had a different bot. He had a bottle of this Game of Thrones whiskey. Right. And this is what prompted me. His one was a different one to the one I bought, but there's like a an array of about 10 or 12 of them, I think, maybe. Okay. So if you go on Amazon and have a look, they're on Amazon. And um, if you went to buy them all, it's a few hundred pounds to buy them all. Mm. <laughs> but uh, it, obviously, if you're a real whiskey drinker, but it, you know, I do love a glass of that. It's something special. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you. Hey, you're not really into whiskey, are you? It's not your. No, no. To be, I'm not a big drinker. Um, to be honest, uh, properly, uh, I like sort of like um, Bailey's that sort of stuff, mm. but. Um, if I was going to have a drink, it'd be occasionally have something like that. But I also uh, quite like uh, vodka. Yeah, 
Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> trying to think of what, what else I really drink. Yeah, uh, that's, if, that's about it. Oh, and, <coughs> excuse um, me. Uh, occasionally rum. Mm. But if, if you're a fan of Blade Runner, they are the glasses to get. Yeah. Without a doubt. If you really wanted something special. Because um, I know we all have junk in our rooms, don't we? That we have sort of dust collectors and that. Yeah. And this certainly ain't. <laughs> so, yeah, all good. And you've been getting DVDs and or Blu-rays yeah, well, and uh, yeah, CDs funny, as well, haven't you? Yeah, obviously you got it before me because obviously we both got the UFO album, didn't we, come through? Yes. And you ordered it differently to me, but obviously I knew it would be, it'd be there by the time I got home. And lovely, lovely um, design on the artwork and giving you a lot of information for the TV show inside on the insert. Yeah, and about the fact I've been listening to the album today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it does bring back those memories of that 70s show, without a doubt. And it's a shame it's a shame it didn't have the UFO sounds on the intro. Mm. But that's fine. I, I've got a digital copy of, of that. But yeah, it's, it's a lovely album. Really, really nice. Yeah, because as well as uh, getting the UFO album, I also got the um, audio drama of Space 1999 Breakaway because... It was the anniversary. Was it, 40th anniversary of yeah. uh, Space Nineteen. And wasn't it the actual? Wasn't it the actual in the TV show? The date that the moon broke away. Yeah, it was twenty years afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So that actual, I think it was, it was a September day, wasn't it? The thirteenth of September, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, when <laughs> when the Earth broke away from the sorry, the moon yeah. broke away from the Earth. But, uh, yeah, but it's a complete new uh, audio recording. That's right. Um, from Big Finish, mm. um, and obviously being done with uh, you know Jerry Anderson's uh, company as well. Mm. But it's got um, Mark Bonner um, as Commander Koenig uh, on there. It's really good. Did that really feel a bit? It. Did that feel a bit taken away from it because it wasn't Martin Landau in it? <clears throat> um, no, I think. Or I just Barbara think you, was it Barbara Bain? I think she was Barbara Bain. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, no, I just I'm quite happy with it. You know, it's a it's a good audio drama, mm. and because I was in within the first 500 people to order it, I also got a special documentary about it as well. Ah, oh, cool. Because you can, I think I did see on Twitter. Yeah, there is a link somewhere to listen to the first 15 minutes. Yeah, it's well worth a well worth a listen. <clears throat> it's good. So. I'm not sure. Unfortunately, Big Finish aren't on Amazon at all. They might be actually. I'm not too sure. Well, when, just buy the CD. Yeah, no. But if you were on, if you if you had an if you had your Amazon book audio, um, if you were subscribed to that, I'm not sure whether you can pick it up on there or not. Oh, you mean on uh, Audible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, no, it I'm doesn't not, come out on there. But you can access it directly from the Big Finish website yeah. on your account. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so. <clears throat> Because a couple of my couple of my movies that I I do adore weren't on vinyl. Um, I scoured the cheap end of eBay <laughs> to pick up a couple of CDs. So I picked up Basic Instinct and Total Recall. Okay. Well, I have actually got another Total Recall coming, which is the um, expanded edition. Yeah, the Ultimate Recall. Yeah, uh, which is on this is on the CD first of all. So yeah. where there's only ten tracks on the one I've got. Um, but there's like 20 tracks on this other one that's coming soon. So that'd be, be delivered. And the basic instinct was a Japanese import, but there, there's no difference. I don't think there might have an expanded edition on that, but that was great to have that because they're both two Jerry Goldsmith scores, which are brilliant. Mm. So I picked those up. So 
what I did while I was off, I scoured through my Blu-rays to see what doubles I had, and I was surprised how many I did have. And I had a couple there which I've got, which I had on Arrow now. So I just took them into CEX. But it's the only place you can really go these days, isn't it, for Blu-ray to sort of? Well, British Heart Foundation, if you want to give them away. Yeah, but obviously not because you want a bit of money back, didn't you? To but, uh, well, for, for what they give you for them, a lot of the time it's not worth it, is it? Um, yeah, I, I got about £25 for mine. All right, what ones did you take back? Oh, I, well, I took back, I took a copy of Hellraiser. Yeah. A copy of American Wealth in London, because I got a copy of that coming on Arrow in November. No, in October that's coming, I think. It's Robocop. Yeah, so I, I just had a few. I, I had a Predator. For example, which I got the Predator 4K now, and I, there was a couple more I had as well. What were they? I can't remember now. So anyway, so I got rid of those, and while I was in there, I picked up the Warriors VHS edition on Blu-ray, mm. which I showed you a picture of that, which is pretty. They did that collection, didn't they, for um, HMV? HMV, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, out of that whole collection, there's not many that I'd need because I've got other editions that are more worthy. I was going to say just for the point of our listeners, though. Just to emphasise that it's in a VHS-style box. It's not a VHS edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what it is, so I did have, I originally had the Warriors on VHS and the um, universal design for the box is exactly how it looks. And then when you pull the CDs, there's another case which looks like a VHS cassette. And then you open up that and in there is the Blu-ray and the DVD version mm. in there. So I picked up that. That was only um, that was a tenner for that. So I mean, before they were about fifteen, sixteen quid. I think when they came out. Yeah. So and also, you see, I've got a bog standard edition of Total Recall, mm. which is what you'd probably call the bare bones edition. Yeah. And as I was going through what ones they were in my local store, I saw the Ultimate Recall edition, mm. which is two disc. And it was an E6 grid. So I thought, bargain, I'll have that as well. So I've now got two copies of of Total Recall. But I might keep the other one because I'm trying to work out. I don't understand the, the ratios for the movie itself. Because for some reason, when I played them on my Blu-ray player in this room, they both gave me the same size screen on the, on there. Yeah. But one's 185 and one's 285 to 1 on the, on the um, ratio. So I need to put them in my Xbox on the on the 4K TV and see what that well, makes. Well, that means that one's like the ultra-wide screen, isn't it, if it's yeah. 285 to 1? But but when you look on, when I play them on my Blu-ray player in here, they don't look any different. So I don't know why they do that, but that's it doesn't really matter at the minute. I bought them. I bought it more for the extra content. Yeah. There's some, um, there's a there's a chat with, with, with the director and also a, a big documentary as well. So, because I'm a big fan of, of, of Total Recall, I'm sure you are as well. Oh, yeah, it's classic sci-fi. <clears throat> it is. So, um, so I picked up that. And then the other thing I picked up, because I found... Oh, actually, the reason I went to CX, because I went there before knowing this was in their store. So, what I can't buy on their website, as far as I'm aware, was the Arrow version of the Dawn of the Dead box set. Right. Which now, if you went on to Amazon, for example, um, people are selling it for about 70 quid. Mm. 
So I found a copy of that on there. Basically what it is, it's a, I do have the ultimate edition on DVD, which is region one. So I can only play that on my hacked, uh, blu-ray player in this room mm-hmm. so if i went to put that in the xbox it's had to get lost because it's um region one not region two yeah so the blu-ray is region three and it gives you the blu-ray edition of the theatrical cut and then the dvd ver- the dvd versions of the other cuts which i've also got in the other box set with some with some other extra um documentaries as well which i don't think i've got on the ultimate version on the on the region one edition region yeah region one edition mm-hmm. hence i've, I've double dipped in my one of my favourite zombie movies ever, on, from that point of view, so I can see my sense and why I've, I, I've got it. Some people may not, but it's a it's a lovely box set edition with a poster as well. So yeah, yeah. And the last thing is yeah. Well, oh yeah, I I won't say what the IX. I'll, I'll do some postings of those that do, and especially on the my um, Instagram page. But I've been bidding on eBay. Sometimes I don't know about you. Do you have, do you often do it at all? Uh, no, I, um, I, I don't like sort of bidding on eBay because, um, I just don't like the, the idea of the price escalating. So what I'll do is I'll wait until the very last second and put in what my maximum price is going to be. Yeah, I did. We see, I thought, well, if I was to buy these because they're not pressed anymore and do, I'll just say two of my Jerry Goldsmith scores from, from Mondo. And, but they're not, they don't print them. They're not made anymore. So they're sort of like limited edition. Yeah. So I, 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 I've been looking and I, I, I missed out on one I was after, but I got two. Cause what I did was I thought, okay, I'm going to pay roughly what I pay if I bought it in the States. So that's fine. So I'd put that price in and I'd wait till 30 seconds to go. Yeah. And it'd be 50-50, wouldn't it? You'd go confirm bid and then if you win, you win. If you don't, you're done. Yeah. But I did. So I picked up two of those and I picked up a Lello Schifrin score as well, which I won't put that one away because I'll, when I get the DVD of the movie, I've actually got that. I've got that for seven ninety nine because I've been looking at some films that I've always had on. Back in the day, I used to have a stack of VHS um movies and like probably like yourself had a wall of them i was gonna say as did we all so in a matter of fact i, I used to have was it you know the uh sort of like library units you can get with five shelves yes that's right yeah yeah i used to have um four of those filled one of which was had the back taken off and had them back to back and you know sticking out because what i did was uh, do you remember that the, the, um the shelving you could buy where you bought this piece of metal that would stand upright You'd buy three of them, put them in in the, in the area you want. Then you'd get these little hooks. You clip them in, and then you'd put your shelf on them. Yeah, do you remember those? And I had them in white. And the top row was my Star Trek original series. Um, eight, eight was it? Um, it would be about forty cassettes, wouldn't it? I think roughly forty-two cassettes, maybe for the series. So they were all sitting on top, and then I had a stacks and stacks of VHS movies of all sorts. And there's a, there's a few there, like I say, I picked up The Warriors, which is a cracking movie, um, yeah. which I I don't have on Blu-ray. So I picked, you know, so there's the odd film or two that I've always wanted to have that I, I had on VHS. Like recently, I picked up the Arrow box set for Hellraiser, mm-hmm. which I noticed Hellraiser three is in that list, funny enough. But um, but yeah, so I've just been sometimes 
finding some older movies that I like that I may have watched on. You can sometimes watch them on Sky, but I want a, I want a physical copy because they don't last forever on Sky. No. They chop and change, don't they? And we know how that goes. Well, now I've had it twice where all of my recordings have been deleted from Sky. I've had that twice now. Do you, do you hit, you know, where even though you've hit the keep button? Uh, I've not stored them, but I mean, everything, mm. all gone, all at once. Because what, so, what they do is, you know, they, they, if you when you go to download a film, you go yeah. back into the menu of the film, and on the right there, there's a button for keep. No, I know that, but what, what's happened is, <coughs> I've, I've not kept them, but the, the idea behind the keep button is, if you're running out of space, um, it'll take the oldest out first, unless yeah. it's keep, mm. and then it'll stay in. But what I'm saying is, there is plenty of space, because a hard drive is bare, and this has happened again. Mm. To me, this is the second time it's happened, and it happened this week. We had about 15, 20 hours worth of recordings. Oh, well, gone. recordings, I mean, were they recordings off the TV, or were they movies that Off you... the TV. Okay, how weird is that? That's, and that's the second time it's happened to me as well. What, were the, what um, was the stuff you recorded? <clears throat> just, you know, uh, like, I had... Um, the first time it happened, I had about every episode of Trolleyed recorded. Right. You know, like sitcoms, stuff like that. Oh, that's Normal unusual stuff because, that, yeah, because I, yeah. I do the same. I mean, I've got still the last season of Modern Family, which is, I think, season nine or ten, because the new season starts coming up shortly. And yeah. I have them saved and keeps. And I've got all of I've got all of um, the Walking Dead, for example. Mm. They're all still sitting there nicely. So I don't know what's happened with you, unless there's an issue. You might need to have a word with them about it. I mean, to be honest, um, the amount that I record off Sky now is very limited, anyway. But I did have, for example, the whole of the last season of Agents of Shield recorded. Mm. So that's all gone. I was a bit peed off about that because I wanted to watch it again. But it's the second time it's happened. And what it's like is, it's almost like, because I've got the Sky HD box rather than the Q. Oh, okay. Um, it's like when there's been a complete, you know, a, a new update to the operating system, all it's done is just format the hard drive and put a new operating system on. That's what it's <coughs> like, because not even in deleted is anything there. It's blank as well. Right. And I, it's just really weird. Because there's no warning it's going to happen either. It just does. It's like the boxer said, I'm doing a refresh and a reboot and I'm going to put in a new operating system, but I'm going to delete everything as well at the same time. Well, it, it's literally it is. It's like your computer just suddenly decided to reinstall Windows and forget everything that was on before. Yeah, that's odd. But it's like, yeah, it is very <clears throat> odd. I've never seen it happen before. And I've had Sky, what, for 21 years, mm. I've had Sky. <clears throat> never happened before now. It's well, only been in the last... The only thing that it's happened twice in the last yeah, three months. One thing they do do occasionally, and I can see why. <clears throat> I had... Um, not that I need it on there anyway, because I've got the discs now, but I had the UHD uh, 4K edition of Blade Runner, the director's cut. Yeah. And I had it keeps as well. And then when 2049 came out in the cinema, it had disappeared off my box. And then I went back to have a look, and it was only there if you want to buy it. So obviously, on the back end of that movie, people might say, "Well, I've not seen the original one. Let me go and see where it is." And they had it there to buy only, yeah. Which they're going to make a few bucks on that. So, 
But hey, but the stuff I'm talking about, it's TV programs. Yeah, no, it's well, stuff well, I've, that you're not particularly going to buy. No, but I've still got. I'm st- going through it. Shall I slowly? Shall I say? But I've still got all the, all the Walking Dead, and that's a big yeah. chunk on my on my Sky Q box. Well, that's a heck of a lot of episodes of stuff. That's um, what eight seasons. Yeah, but I think I've only got the ones I haven't seen. So. Ah, right. So those three seasons probably back maybe. Well, still three seasons. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's... but it's a, it's a when I go to the I don't know if you have it on the I can't remember because I haven't had the HD box for a while. But when you go to the Sky box and you go into your manage your TV shows that you got recorded. Yeah, your planner. Yeah, well, what it does it shows you in the delete in the manage section it shows a, a white a long bar which is your hard drive space. Yeah, and if you highlight say Walking Dead it will show you the big chunk of what what it is yeah yeah, does that on the and, that, and that's huge <laughs> yeah I can imagine that <clears throat> but I do with other stuff that I do watch which is throwaway TV I do once they're recorded because when we come back there was a few bits and pieces to watch um, which we watch while we're off and I do I'm, I always when I man, when I delete something and then I go into manage and delete all the deletes just so I keep a, a nice clear section that I need. So, for example, I've just downloaded because I want to. What I'm going to probably try and do, I'm going to, in October. I'm going to watch a horror movie a night, mm. finishing off with a Halloween on the thirty first. Fair enough. Just something different to do. I'm going to. I've got. I, so I've, I've got a load of movies that I've purchased on Arrow for example I've downloaded about five or six Friday the 13th movies mm. so I'm going to have an array of films to watch one a night through October that's my marathon to do <laughs> but I downloaded all of those those um, those movies cool. on uh, on my box so I've got a stack I've got loads I've got quite a few 80s movies like Mad Max and stuff they're all sitting on the box still and they don't go anywhere at the moment unless they, they do have the right to take them off for whatever reason mm. which is you don't own them, do you? You just use Yeah, you just take a copy of them yeah. and for however long they offer you it. Exactly, yeah. But um, anyway, that's enough of me rambling on. What about yourself? Because we've got a show to do. Uh, well, for me, it's been a lot of work recently because I'm coming towards the end of uh, the project I've been working on for uh, the last year mm. uh, because we've got a launch in, well, week after next. Um, and I've been going about the county. I've done 12 um, presentations to partners across every corner of the county to a good few hundred people now explaining what the new processes are for safeguarding adults within the county. Mm. So that's uh, that's been a big piece of work. I would, I'm just in the sort of like closing stages of uh, doing all of that project work, been really enjoying it. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, next week is the UCI Cycling Championship, which uh, effectively it well it it uh, makes me landlocked for one day mm. because the roads are closed <coughs> and I can't go anywhere. Mm. And if you're in Harrogate, it's more or less the whole week that you're actually landlocked because of everything that's going on. So, um, you know, it's good for the county, but to be honest, I think if I was in Harrogate, I would be uh, driven to distraction with it. (laughs) It's bad enough being one day, uh, being landlocked, you know, so I'm forced to work from home. Oh, the horror of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I don't mind working from home actually. In matter of fact, I, I try to work from home more often because I get more work done. Mm. You know, you don't have people phoning you up as much or you know coming into your office talking to you and stuff like that, so you can concentrate on work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do, and also nowadays with. Uh, the different solutions that we have for working from home. I've got just got a brand new laptop with work, a brand new phone, uh, a Samsung uh, this time, rather than a Windows phone. Um, and I have to admit, I've been quite impressed with it, actually, the Samsung, to the point of I have seriously contemplated having a Android phone next time. I love my Android phone. January. There's still some things it does that I don't like. That's the thing. But I suppose it's a matter of getting used it, to. Because I mean, I, I, I came away from Apple quite a few years ago. And yeah. I mean, I'm on... What am I on now? I'm on the um, Galaxy 9 Plus 9, which I got last year. Yeah. Great phone. Love it. Really good. Great camera. Does video superbly. It's got Dolby Atmos on the, for, your, for your headphones as well, believe it or not. Which yeah. makes a difference. And yeah, it's, it's regular. You know, it's a quality good phone and then obviously we've had the release of the new iphone haven't we just of late uh, is it released or is it about to be released, about to be released. The they're advertising it like mental on sky at the minute every time i put a movie on there's an advert for the new iphone i think what is it 11 now yeah iphone 11 and on the back of it it looks like um <laughs> even though technically it's actually the nine i think probably because they, they missed out nine and they went to x didn't they and now they're doing it 11. Yeah, and this looks like, the back of the phone looks like Sam Fisher, mm. because you've got the three three circles with the camera. Yeah, the different lenses. Yeah, which and oh, just getting sucked into the into Apple's monstrosity, I don't want to know. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my 7 Plus. Absolutely love it. It's my favourite phone. Um, to me, Android is, um, you know, more of a, a tweaker's kind of paradise so that you can basically, you know, do what you want with the operating system within reason, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah, you Whereas, can give it a new skin or whatever, for example. Yeah, right? and none of that. I'm, I'm not bothered about any of that. To be honest, what I want my phone to do is do Google Maps. I want it to do Facebook. I want it to do <laughs> Windows Messenger, sorry, Facebook Messenger without the stupid bubble that you get on an Android phone. I really really hate that what you mean so for example when you were talking to me earlier today i get the little bubble pop up which is you and i can click it and then open it up yeah i absolutely loathe and detest that about the uh messenger app in android really loathe that's your ocd that's your ocd kicking in there no it sticks over everything yeah and you have to do something with it. Mm. You either have to open it or you have to close it. I much prefer it where in the way that it does it on the Apple, which is just to say, you know, here's a number of how many messages that you've got yeah. outstanding well, and you can access it when you want. But I, I can, love it. What, what I normally that. do is I normally hold onto it and slide it to the bottom and disappear. So if I'm mid-conversation, it's still there on the top and I can click in and it'll open it up. But the point is... You have to do that. Whereas on an iPhone, you get the notification comes up on your screen so that when you log in or whatever on your phone, you know that you've got a message. And also you've got the little 
red circle with the number of messages that you've got mm. on there. And that, to me, that's nicer and cleaner rather than having this thing that is in your face saying, do something with me. And that's this is one of the things I really, really hate about Android, which is what completely puts me off it. But to be honest, looking at the cost of a replacement Apple phone now, I just think that they're pricing themselves out of the market and I don't really I, I, I want don't even to, want to guess to how much they're gonna charge. I'd be interested to look. But say for example O2 or Carphone Wales or whoever it's gonna be where you have your supplier is going yeah. to want for you to have that phone. Well, they're, well, for that one, they're talking like 60 quid. Yeah, that's ridiculous. We, it? Yeah, it is. I'm not paying that a month. No way. I mean, I, I feel like I pay more, uh, nearly over the odds on the well, phone t- I've got, t- and t- I'm t- paying like t- 34. I'll t- t- what's really weird, is, and I don't know why they did this, but when I sorted out a new phone for the other half, because mm. her phone was way out of date, honestly, it was three probably three or four back on samsung yeah and when i so when i organized a friends and family deal which made it easier and a bit cheaper having the two phones on the same contract yeah because are you on cellnet o2 uh, yeah o2 sorry cellnet's yeah. the old name for it isn't oh, it God, yeah so yeah so i've got a friends and family deal and i get and with that phone i get 10 percent off the offer of a bill well i have to admit i'm seriously thinking of looking around this time because i've been with ee for years well this is what she was I, yeah she was with ee and they are atrocious mm. they have got no customer service she's been with them since dot and i went to look into getting her a new phone and they wanted to charge 50 pound for the privilege yeah hold on a minute you've been there from the year dot what about a bit of loyalty please and they don't no and here's here's one of the things right because uh where I work, we get like these uh, sort of benefits. I'm not sure if it's through Unison or somewhere else, but yeah. uh, we get like these employee benefits. And one of the things is it gives you, you know, uh, for example, you can buy a new f- or get a new phone contract. Mm. And if I was to upgrade my phone, yeah, at the you know to this new contract, yeah. which was thirty meg and a, a iPhone eight. XR, mm-hmm. or is it something like that? And it was going to be an upgrade, 58 quid. But if it was a new contract, 31. Exactly. I'm sorry, but you know, it's that this is what does my so, head in. Ironically, I've got the so I've got the Samsung 9, but they don't sell them anymore, apparently. I don't know what I don't know what the reason is, or I, I didn't even bother to ask anyway. So probably because they're on a Samsung 10 now. Well, they are, they? but. But they, I thought you'd still be able to get the Samsung 9 in a contract, but you can't. Mm, but that doesn't no. matter. Um, that's fine. So I got her because she wanted a, a smaller phone because that's how she work, how she rolls. And I was able to get the, the small version of the 10, all right? Mm. Women don't like change. You know that. Yeah. But she's warming to it slowly. There's a few things. But, but yeah. But, yeah, when my phone was terrible. What was great, I mean, me to go around Manhattan with my phone if I needed to know where to go. You know, as a, I, I would, I detest trying to look like a tourist. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you'd have had to have a map, and you'd be out there, map. Where are we on the map? We got to go there, and you look out of place. But every 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 New Yorker had a phone in their hand, whether it was earpieced or 
dare I say it, Apple must have made a fortune on those earbuds that uh, look, make Lou look like a her in Star Trek. Hey, I like those earbuds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They they are fantastic, those earbuds. But anyhow, apart from uh, not going into that as such, but um, it was great to use a phone to get around somewhere you don't know. With, with yeah. When I used um, a couple of different apps, I used Google Maps at one point, but I used to use a, a local um, app that was to do with the tubes running and, excuse me, and everything else I needed to do. But but I, I still thoroughly recommend a, a Samsung over an Apple, personally. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are, again, we've got this fanboyism, again, whether it's going to be consoles or phones or whatever. Well, um, I think, to be honest, a phone is even more of a fanboy area than a games console because I just I just think you either like the way that one works or the other. Oh yeah, that's it. But to be honest with you, you know, I like to have more space on my phone and you can't do that with a with an Apple phone. Or well, they changed it now. Can you put a mem- No, no, you still can't stick anything in. Mind you though, the the work phone that I've uh, just been given cuz I upgraded the handset from a Windows phone. Yeah. Uh, we've got Galaxy A40s now. Okay, they're not too bad. Um, so, and then <clears throat> 25 megapixel camera on it. Mm. You know, I mean, that is better than my digital SLR. <laughs> <laughs> they do good. Um, I'll tell you what I say, because I use my phone for doing my videos on YouTube. They're great, honestly. They're just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I can't really quite make my mind up whether or not to. Uh, change or not. I think what you um, need to probably do is, and it's any way to do it, I mean, I know you're using a, a lower-grade Samsung. Yeah. Especially on the memory side and everything else. But if you go into a store and have a play with one, mm. just see what you think. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, my phone, it's only used for Facebook, Twitter, emails. How big's a screen that, on your phone? And pictures. Uh, I've got the plus my home for my personal phone, yeah. so I've got the big because I iPhone. use mine for movies as well sometimes and watching videos. So bigger screen the better. <clears throat> I do occasionally, but only when I'm on Wi-Fi because uh, the plan that I'm on's only got eight gig. So I'm looking for basically something that's going to give me more data. Well, I've got I've got sixteen, which is which mm. is just about right for me. And I think the other the other phone I've got on the plan is. Well, probably less than that because it doesn't need it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's great. Yeah. But anyway, Anyhow. I, d- I, d- I don't know. Um, I'm, I've got months to figure it out yet. Yeah. So other than that, uh, what else have I been doing? Um, I've been doing a bit of computer maintenance. Aren't you after a new PC or something? Or some, or some... I'm, I'm, I'm at the moment thinking about it uh, because um, the... My PC is an early i7, mm. yeah. So you know, it's like but you could, but you, I think it's generation one or that you two. Can upgrade anyway, isn't it? It is a desktop, but <clears throat> in order to upgrade, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in order to upgrade, I'd have to upgrade the motherboard because it's a uh, dual channel uh, sixteen hundred <clears throat> memory. I'd want three thousand two hundred memory in there now, right? Um, you know, so and. I just it just needs a bit of a hardware refresh, you know. Even though you know it's an i seven, it works perf works perfectly. I've had for ages um, a bit of a problem with it, and I not I noticed a lot of these problems seem to start when I doubled the memory. 
because I went from 8 gig mm. to 16 gig on it. Yeah. And I started getting corruption in some sound when it was playback. Really? Like popping. And I was thinking, what the hell's going on? And But I never did anything about it anyway after, what, a few years <laughs> for some reason because I've been <clears throat> thinking about upgrading as well. Mm. And generally just not quite as good performance as I would like, you know, a little bit of stutter and stuff like mm. that. The, especially on the more intensive games, especially the newer games. And I was starting to think, is my processor like maxing out now? And I was looking at some hardware monitors and it was pretty much maxing out. But I was looking, I was thinking, there must be surely something else. So I started digging around thinking, right, let's... So first off, I've upgraded the sound to Sound Blaster. Oh, yeah. Because they were always was, pretty good uh, back in the day, if I remember right. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, but I've installed a Sound Blaster card mm. uh, in there. Um, but, you know, I just fancied it, so, so, you know, rather than on, on board. Because I thought that takes away a little bit out off the, you know, off the main motherboard anyway. Mm. And then I thought, but I was still getting the, the problems with the sound and still getting the stutter and stuff like that. Because I never thought that realistically that was going to change anything. And then I thought, right. I'm going to look at the manual and I'm going to go through this with a fine tooth comb. And I found out what the problem was. Mr. L Thicko here, mm. when I installed the uh, memory modules, uh, there are eight memory channels, you know, memory slots mm. to put the memory in. And I just put them into the first ones that were available, which happened to be the ones next to the ones that were already in. Right. Reading the manual. No, don't do that. Put it. Furthest um, away? Well, actually, they go uh, black, grey, black, grey, black, grey, black, grey. And it said, when you populate in a memory, always do the blacks first. So you had to miss one and put in the next one along then? Yeah. And then when you had... Uh, and to be honest, the only reason why I picked up on this, because this is never something that you used to have to do years ago. Well, you never used to have eight memory slots on a computer anyway, but... It was never something you used to have to do when I used to do a lot of PC building. Mm. And I thought, I was watching, because I'm a big fan of um, Linus Tech Tips, if you've ever watched those. Not sure. It does ring a bell, but maybe. <clears throat> uh, he's a Canadian guy. He's got his own company, you know, with lots of people working for him. He does hardware reviews, stuff like mm. that. I basically, I want, they produce God knows how many videos a day. Um, but I I tend to watch probably two or three each evening. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever watched the same one twice. <laughs> like, literally, he's been going for years, he's got loads of videos. And he does things like, um, you know, making uh, the 8K gaming display challenge and stuff like that. You know, he does all these daft, wacky sort of things, as well as proper hardware reviews. Yeah. And a couple of times he'd noticed... I'd noticed him saying, "Oh, you know, when you're putting in your memory, always read your manual and know which slots to put in." I thought, "No, which freaking slots?" And then it dawned on me what he was talking about. You know, just me being. Oh, thick. you saw the, the light bulb came on, did it? <laughs> yeah, the light bulb came on. I said, "Actually, he's talking about which memory slots, not just where they go on the motherboard." <laughs> so I took the slot, the memory out, put it back in, rehoused it. 
and uh, a lot of the problems have just gone away. Isn't that crazy? It is because you would think <clears throat> memory's memory. It's just going into a slot. You would say you just I you, anyone would just think right. I just put it in the next slot. Here we go, and off we go, and it's a job done, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. But I know that my son wants a more powerful PC, so I've, I've been costing up mm. what my what I want my next spec to be. Which would be the Uber, um, Uber or what's available, I assume, yeah? Or, or it'd be the super-duper mega Uber yeah. one, yeah. So I'm looking at um, either an Intel i9 mm. or a Ryzen 9 processor. I think that they're supposed to be equivalent. I'm not 100% sure. I don't really mo- know much about AMD mm. because... <clears throat> I used to use Citrix processors before they were, you know, AMD. Um, and then you just, you just didn't use them because they went less, you know, there was more problems with them. So I went back to Intel because I was sick of having a, you know, troubleshoot. Um, so I'm sort of like teaching myself a little bit on what are the best processors. So I put on Facebook about you know, wanting to build an Uber rig, what does everybody reckon? Looking at these sort of two processors. Um, and, you know, I think that everybody had differences of opinion depending upon whether or not it depends. Uh, you again, were a frugal Yorkshireman or you just wanted to build a, an Uber PC. Well, it's, again, it, again, it all boils down to price at the end of the day, doesn't it, I think? Yeah, it does. But um, when I've been looking at and costing stuff yeah. up, um, cause I think that probably, I think the thing that's most hesitant for me right now mm. is it has been 12 years since I built a rig. Right. Upgrading, forget about upgrading. I'm talking about actually getting every component. Yeah, that's it. Which fact, is going to be the cheapest way to do it anyway. You can, you can, I was looking at rigs the other day, funnily enough. And you yeah. can go, say, for example, on Amazon, and you can go for a high spec rig, and it's going to cost you a bit. But if you if you went to cherry pick the bits you want and then put them together yourself, you're probably going to save yeah. a few pounds. Yes. Well, that that was what I because I, I I what I want to what I want is um, obviously i nine. I will eventually get a twenty eighty Titan in there as well, but there. Um, I need to start becoming a proper hitman to be able to afford one of them, I think, at the moment. I mean, I know because I think the PCs are normally always in front of what we're getting gaming-wise, for example, aren't they? They're always ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then the games catch up and then you end up upgrading again and you're ahead again. (laughs) And you're always on that that track where you're you're moving in front of the games and you're just following that track all the way. Yeah, because w- what I want is I want to be able to stream at full quality in HD without any issues. Now, my rig at the moment, an i7, it's a 1080. And I don't know whether or not it's since I've sorted out this thing about the memory, streaming seems to be a lot better. Um, but I still want to upgrade because I'll pass my machine on to my son mm. so that he can have a better rig. Yeah. So... That's kind of where I, where I'm at. I've got it in my head, right? You know, this this machine, despite all of the upgrades, is still a number of years old. You know, it's it's a bit like that. You know, this. Uh, you know, I've got the longest lasting brew, but it's had six heads and four. You know, four handles, mm. uh, kind of thing. Because that's a PC for you. But 
<clears throat> what I want to do is I want to upgrade. So, um, and then I've cottoned on to some, uh, but my, my main thing is being a bit reticent about building the actual rig itself. Well, do you know what, right? <clears throat> I'll tell you this. I don't think they do it over here, but I was listening to, when I listened to a few Destiny podcasts and a couple of guys on YouTube that are, they're one of the top guys for Destiny. Yeah. And he always used, they always used <coughs> to advertise his company that would build the rig for you to your spec and they would test it and get it set up for you and then send it to you in the box. Well, you can do that. I mean, you can go to CyberPower or anywhere like that and you can choose everything that you want in that machine. But the problem is, looking at the specs I'm looking mm. at, I'm looking at £3,000. Do you want to spend that much or do you think I could knock it down a bit? Uh, if I if I knocked it down, I, I, I could knock it down, but the minimum sort of spec I would be looking at would probably be about two and a half. That's crazy, though, for five for five hundred notes. The difference from three grand to no, but uh, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, but it's sort of like you know, RAM is expensive, and that's knocking that you know half in the RAM from sixty four gig to thirty two. Well, that goes up and down. That goes um, up and down like just the sale of gold, doesn't it? Really. I know, but also, you know, when you're looking at an MVME uh, hard drive, that's a difference also between a 500 gig and a 2 terabyte, <coughs> all of this, that, and the mm. other. But even so, the two and a half grand is more than I want to go. So while I've been pricing it up, I've cottoned on to something else that, that is on Amazon. And that is um, motherboards that, you know, the that have been pre-configured mm. with the RAM, the processor, uh, and the uh, radiator and, you know, cooler. Mm. Um, and you can also get them to upgrade things like putting in the NVMe chip, stuff like that. Now, in, in terms of putting in the, the NVMe, I'm not bothered about that. That's dead easy. Uh, but it was just all of that initial sort of like linking in, making sure I've got the right stuff working with the right way. Do you know what I mean? Because it's compatibility well, then issues you make, and stuff well, like that. When you, you, I think I think if memory serves, and I, I might be wrong, but but you'd always look at the PSU first because you got that's got to take what you're going to build. Yeah. Well, I've been pricing it up, and this thing I was looking at, I would be able to get like 32 gig i9 five gigahertz. You know, a pretty good motherboard, um, uh, RGB um, Corsair. A radiator, you know, cooler mm. for the processor, and it's sort of like eight hundred pounds. And then all I need is a box. Well, they're th- if I get the can, if I get the MVMe, you can buy them for thirty-five it, quid. I'm not being rude when I, I say. Do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I know. But I, you know me, I'm not going to go get a thirty-five quid you, box. You, well, no, I? what I mean is, I don't. I'm just, no, what I'm saying, if you want something that's <laughs> going to show off and it's going to glow nicely and look like it's yeah, it comes out of the Millennium Falcon, for example, or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a double width uh, one, so it's got plenty of cooling. Don't you, say? you know, like the Corsair Six. You know, the, so they're uh, 150. Well, to be honest, if you're going to, if that's going to clock you up at a nine and a half to nearly a grand, yeah, that's that's, the, uh, the, that's uh, not bad going, though, is it? Yeah, but then the another hundred for the 850 watt um, Corsair uh, uh, PSU. Oh, I thought that was involved originally when you said that. I didn't realise that. Okay. No, 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 no. So the PSU as well, but uh, but and then obviously get the Titan. Hmm. 
but effectively speaking, you could save a grand. See, if I was if I was to go for a PC, if that's a big if, right? You see, I would feel that I wouldn't want to spend more than a grand if I could. You can get a hell of a powerful system for a grand. There's no doubt about it, but it might not be able to do everything on ultra see, settings, I, and I want it to do it on ultra yeah, settings. Yeah, that's fine, but I wouldn't. All the way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't need to stream. Okay. No. So that would. But then again, you might choose to stream if you could. I suppose so, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's like sometimes you do stream from the Xbox. Not very often, but yeah, you do. Yeah, every now and then, yeah. You if, might if choose I'm to do... I'm in the right you know, mood and I'm not on call or whatever, you know. Yeah, I, yeah <clears> but, <throat> but my understanding is that the thing that you need at the moment with stream, oh, in terms of streaming, if you're using the same PC, is more cores. Mm. So if you need more cores, then you're looking at an i7 or an i9 or a Ryzen 9. So the Ryzen 9 was 12 cores, and that's what attracted me to it. <coughs> yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's it's all theoretical at the moment because I've got a lot of other things that are much more important spending money on at the moment. I've got to, uh, you know, do up my, uh, my uh, mum and dad's house. Yeah, I mean. And stuff like that. So. You don't need it right away. No. no it's a want it right more than anything else, obviously, but. Yeah. It's, 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 it's my aspiration. But I thought, you know, th- this way I can like, save me pennies towards it, but maybe buying a pre-configured board and then just finding a case and slotting it in, because I'm quite happy doing mm. that. That You know, it's it's just the getting it all put together and tested, which they do before they ship it to you. And looking at the price, I can't really build it for that much less, and it gives me that bit of extra security. Mm. So that's what I was sort of thinking as a sort of like compromised position, and it'll still save me money. Anyway, should we move on? Because yeah, let's move way, on. So we, let's go. We're way over time here, believe it or not. We are, but we've had a good chin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully, you guys have thought it was interesting. You, but yeah. <laughs> All right then. All right, we'll move on to gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so gaming this week and a <clears throat> little bit of news. Uh, first off, and we're looking at the kernel of gaming because believe it or not, KFC, as in the fast food chain, have produced a, ste- a game on Steam, which is called <laughs> I Love You Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> uh, yes, I know. In so many ways. <laughs> But the game follows uh, you as a promising culinary student as you try and date your classmate, Colonel Sanders. And during the game, you'll be faced with life-changing decisions that will affect your chances of friendship and love. Finger-licking good. Yeah, <laughs> Finger-licking good, it. yeah. Is it those double fingers I'm going, yay? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> but evidently, it's featuring heavy on the anime design with nine characters, a dateable Colonel Sanders, secret recipes, cooking battles, 11 herbs Do and you really spices. Want to date, a bloke, date a bloke with a white suit and a hat and a walking stick and a beard. Well, if it's finger-licking good, you never know. Uh, but the date of release is the 24th of September. It might come free with some chili wings. Chili wings. I do believe that the game is actually free. Is it really? I think so. Yeah. So you're going to try it, aren't you? Well, I've uh, yeah. (laughs) 
for the sake of the show, of course, of course, yeah, of course. It's all it's all all in just you know. A I, bit to, of review, to be honest, it? I just think it sounds hilarious. I just really am more it's interested like, to see what, was what that it sounds old game, like. Um, let you shoot Larry. Let you shoot Larry. Kind of like sounds yeah. like a food version of Let you shoot Larry. Anyway, the other thing, uh, because a game that I've been playing a lot of recently, is um, the September roadmap for Hitman 2 has uh, been released. <laughs> and I thought you were going to about the roadmap for Destiny. Oh, silly no, 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 no. I'm, I'm on about uh, a good game. Um, yeah, okay. So, the new uh, sandbox uh, location uh, for expansion pass owners has been announced, and uh, this time we're going to the Maldives, to Haven Island. Uh, there's two new special assignments, and that's just for the expansion uh, pass owners. It is well worth getting that expansion pass, I will mm. say. Um, and also there's packing more escalation contracts and also there's two uh, new unlocks as well as some exclusive uh, legacy targets as well and more changes as, as well as general quality of life updates in the game as well. Mm. And I understand that Hitman 3 has uh, been officially announced but it might be going back to episodic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, should be good. Um, like I said, I've been playing a lot of that uh, recently, especially the sniper uh, levels. Because is that the Hitman that didn't that come free on Xbox Live or PlayStation a little Hit, while ago? Hitman One. The, okay, you know Hitman that was uh, free, mm. and I think it's isn't it in games uh, Game Pass as well? <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I I really like these games. I have to admit, there's so much that you can do in them. So many different ways of um, hitting your targets or whatever. And some of the stuff, you know, some of the challenges are really challenging to do. Um, like I said, Yes, because you, didn't you oh, didn't you post something about a challenge with um, man or something? I did. What I did was uh, the other day, if you look on the uh, Pop Culture Gamers YouTube channel, um, I posted a video of doing... 100% kills on the Siberian Sniper Challenge level. Right, okay. Um, since then, I've also uh, looked and done, found all of the ducks on that level, the rats that are on that level. There's a great one where you shoot bottles of vodka and then a, a parachutist comes and talks to you. Mm. <laughs> so it's quite good. But uh, yeah, I've been in, quite enjoying getting back into that. So should we, oh. do you want to do the new releases, Steve? <coughs> Okay, so 24 for the 9th, we have Dead by Daylight on the Switch from Deep Silver. We've got Contra, Rogue Corpse, PS4 and Switch from Konami. The, also, sorry, also the 24th, we've got The Surge 2, all platforms from Home Entertain, home Focus, Home Entertainment. I'm actually quite looking the, forward to that. I quite enjoyed The Surge. It's like a sci-fi version that, of Dark Souls. Isn't it, isn't it sort of linked to a movie by any chance or not? Or am I thinking wrong No, here? I think you're thinking wrong there. <clears throat> the Purge, I'm thinking, sorry. Yeah. Different letter altogether. Anyway, so the 26th, we've got Darksiders 2, the Definitive Edition. That's a bit of a mouthful. That's what she on said. The Switch, yeah. 27th here, we've got quite a few. So we've got, we've got Code Vein on all platforms from Bandai Namco. We've got Dragon Quest, Echoes of the Elusive Age, Definitive Edition on the Switch from Nintendo. FIFA 20's really still head again mm. this time of year on yep. all platforms. And I think, if I remember rightly, you now can play that on EA Access at the moment with your 10 hours, mm. if you're that way inclined. 
Friday the 13th, the game Ultimate Slash Edition. That should be out on Friday the 13th. Why the 27th, I do not know. Again, that's a Switch Edition. Also, we have here Killer Queen. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to burst into song then, but Killer Queen Black, Xbox One and Switch from Liquid Bits. We got RPG Maker MV on the PS4 and the Switch from NSI America. Tesla Grad on the Switch from Sodexco on the 27th, of course. And the last one, Tropico 6, PS4, Xbox One from Calypso Media. Yeah, that's been out on the PC for quite some time, I think. Mm. So, a couple of good... Not, uh, I don't know, it's funny. Is it Darks? Uh, do you know what? I was looking at what was available to purchase on the um, Games for Gold, for example. Yeah. And was it this month on PlayStation? Was it one of the Dark Siders three or something? Might have been Dark Siders three. I can't remember. The, but the the uh, deals with gold that changes every week, every Tuesday. Yeah, because it's the the, the half half the month, isn't it? On the no, it changes every week, every Tuesday. Oh, the deals. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. But was I don't want to go off topic a bit? But was it Dark Siders? Was that the game where you had tentacles out coming out of your arms? Um, no. And it was based, or am I thinking something else? And that was based in sort of Nazi Germany. Do you remember? No, not that. Not as not that I. I'm remember. sure someone else is going to stab me in for this, but I thought Nazi Germany. That's Wolfenstein. No, but Dark Siders. It was Dark Siders or something like that, where you had. You were this character where you had all these tentacles come out of your, out of your side of your body. I, the only game I can think of that's like that uh, off the top of my head is Prototype. No, no, it was definitely not that. And also, w- one of the achievements, because you could actually watch on a TV in your room um, an old vintage movie and it would be playing on there if you sat and watch You could watch it from start to finish. Does that ring a bell? I digress. As a uh, it was To Kill a Mockingbird. Actually, the film was To Kill a Mockingbird. If um, if I'm right in saying that, but because um, that was a blinding, game. Oh, I love that. I know the I know the game that you mean now, and I can't I can't think it wasn't Dark Siders. Um, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was something similar. But on the Xbox 360, it was. It was uh, dark. It was the darkness. That's it. That's close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they should do a sequel for that game because I loved that game. That was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Oh, by the way, um, Hitman, the complete yeah. first season, is this month's, uh, or this now's game with gold. That's right. I did um, click just to ex- accept it anyway, regardless of whether I play it or not, obviously. Yeah. <coughs> anyway. But, uh, um, so I just say about Epic Games? So Epic Games, massive, fantastic deal at the moment. Do you know why I think they've done this? Because it's 80 years of Batman. It's Batman Day, is it? Oh, yesterday or today, yeah. isn't it? But Epic, uh, the, as in the, you know, um, store, store, are giving away six Batman games. Mm. So it's not Origins, but it's all of the other Batman games from the Arkham sort of series. Uh, and all of the Lego Batman games as well, all free on the PC. And then coming 26th of September, uh, there's two games, uh, Metro 2033 Redux and everything. Yeah, they, I mean, those you could have picked up for about a fiver on Xbox back in the time, or even free. I think they're on Game Pass. Yeah, now, but so. let's face it, let's, you know, it's not a look of gift horse in the mouth. It's mouth oh, is no, free games. Oh, no, if you're going to build that library up that you never played, then fine, go right ahead. <laughs> I am. I am. Definitely. It's always but worth the Batman, keeping. The ba- I mean, the Batman ones, I own them all. 
I even remember the, the um, so I actually bought, I think I re-bought the special edition they did of, of the Batman Arkham games. They yeah, I did as well. Them. Yeah. And also you had the uh, Lego one as well. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, if, you, if you've if you actually never played them, then it's, it's a great deal. If, I mean, it's a great deal, obviously, straight away, even if you just put it to your collection and sit there with the other thousand games you've got. But if you've never played them before, that's a bargain to play that you know for, for nothing really. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I, th- I think it's for anybody who hasn't played them. It, it is a, such a good deal on a PC, and if <coughs> even if you yeah. haven't got a PC, get yourself an Epic account and just get them so that when you do get a PC, when you do turn to the master race, then uh, you know you'll have some decent games to play. I've got a few of my Steam account that I've not actually opened back up again, but there you go. Well, you need a decent rig, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I think uh, you have a look on uh, on Amazon, um, especially at some of these sort of like you know bare bone things as well. You can mm. you can build a, a quite a powerful rig for probably less than seven hundred quid. Mm. We can talk later about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Steve, what have you been playing? Okay, well, should we say gears to last? Oh. <sighs> Go on then, because because to be honest, obviously it was out as I was flying out or just before, so I never got to play it. But I did get into it. I have started it, earned a few achievements, um, especially for the uh, for the points on rewards. Anyway, hmm. if you do that, I always have a look look at them. Uh, so I've been playing some Gears Five, and so I can join in with you. I haven't played a lot of it, but I played enough. To have a bit of a thought, and you've played, you've completed, haven't you? Have you? No, no, I haven't. I've, I'm on Act Two. Oh, so I'm a little bit behind you, probably. But yeah, so let me talk about Destiny just quickly because it's not long now. It's probably about a week to go until the end of the month. Well, week, week in a week in a few days. So obviously, on October the first, we're going to have um, Shadowkeep come out, which can't wait to play, of course. So, just a couple of things about Destiny this week. It was revealed um, from Bungie, so there, there is lots of information to, to gather from them, and I don't want to bore you, stupid, but even for your ears, at least, um, about mods. So, as you know, there's going to be a, a new modding system, especially with some of the artifacts that you're going to use in the game. And I don't know if you like me, I've got, I had a stack of mods. I'll have, have six of, of one type. And I went through them all. Now, what you need to do between now and the first, at least, is to go through your mods, keep one of each that you've got and delete the rest. And as you delete them, they will then give you a mod back so you can then buy more mods on ones you haven't got. Because all you're going to need is one of those mods will then be able to be multiple purpose on different um, stuff that you're going to, you're going to sort of... Um, grow into your armour and whatever you're going to use them for, whether it's weapons or whatever. Right, okay. So just go into your modding, go to your mods that you've actually got. I mean, I've I've cleaned them all out. I've Some weapons I didn't want, I've actually deleted them and then got the mods back as well. And obviously you can go over and, and purchase mods as well on, on the on the tower in different, different various ways as well. And then just keep the ones you haven't got, which is just stack them, wait for, for the new ones to come out. Mm. So I've been doing a bit of that, a, bit of, a little bit of housekeeping, shall we say. You know, my, my housekeeping can be terrible at best of times. Um, also, I've been going on to the Reckoning now, and where I'd originally stopped at Tier 1 to 2, I'm now doing the Tier 3 um, part, of, part of it, which is the, the highest tier for, for the good armour. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying it. I've done about, about, I don't know, about 15, 16, I've had 15 or 16 runs in tier three. Got to the end because you get the notorious armor right. for it, which is obviously when you start on tier one of the reckoning, you, you get the illicit armor and so on and so forth. So the runs, the only armor you really need is going to be the, the, the high armor from tier three. And they've changed the the way that the the, the the it works with what you're killing, so it's a little bit easier. Even though, if I if I go in on my on my own, I I can get a fire team of four together, and if you get the right team, you're knocking them out pretty easy. Um, it's still a lot of fun because there's a lot to do. It's still very much like a raid based idea. Where uh, did you ever do any of the reckoning originally? Have you had a little dip in that at all? Uh, is it? I'm just trying to think which one is that the so within Gambit. So if you go to Gambit, yeah, um, on on the map. You oh, go that's to... the day to day levels, isn't it? No, 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 no. What, what, no, you're getting confused with something that's coming later, probably. But the reckoning is is you got get you got Gambit Prime, for example, in there. If you go into the menus there, and you got um, the reckoning where yeah, we did it. Down. Did we start doing a bit of it? So you go into you go into this planet. And you got to clean out a hundred percent of enemies. Yeah, and then you go. So what you do is with tier three, you clean out the enemies. Then a then a bridge opens up, and you've got to go through six areas and hold your fort in that area. And then once you clear that, you go then through a portal into a like a, a different universe, and you got these big two two characters you got to kill. Mm. And um, yeah, I've been been getting a lot of sweet armor from that as well and also some good good rolls as well on that which is pretty cool so that's been fun to do um also i've been dipping my feet into the menagerie again because at the moment for a sort of a limited time when you go there on your chalice to pick what piece of um item you're after whether it's a an all stringer hand cannon which is one of the best things to go for and when I put that in there now, because I've, I've I've maxed out my chalice and I've got it also to the, the best you can put it into it in the in the mode and that um, they're dropping when because obviously what you used to be able to do, which they stop now, is when you get to the last chest and you get you get to that chest where you get your goodies, and then what you used to do is in once you've done that, you'd run out into another area so you move, then you'd go back in and fill up your chalice again and pick it up again. So they stopped that obviously. But what they are doing is they're giving you about six items of the whatever you're going for. So when I went from a stringer um, hand cannon, I would get about five different rolls in, in one hit. And then you can choose which one you want and then just discard the rest. Okay. And that was really cool to do. So you're, you're building up on, on some of the weapons you want. But also you're also then dismantling for more shards to, to put in the bank for when Shadowkeep comes out as well. Right. So it's been really fun doing that. Um it's got a purpose. So, yeah, I've been enjoying doing that. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is Crash Team Racing. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, I remember that one. <laughs> I adored the game back on the PlayStation. I think it was May, might have been 1990. I'm not 100% sure. And I played that to death. I did all the tracks, opened up all the little shortcuts. And to me, I know everyone's more fun of Mario Kart, but I preferred Crash Team Racing personally because I wasn't really into Nintendo anyway. So Activision have brought out this new version, which is called Nitro Fueled, which has not gone well for Activision. I don't know if you knew about this. And 
They've had a lot of stick. Yeah, that's because they added after launch microtransactions. Yes. Um, on so online play issues with matchmaking, which they've supposedly been improving on. Um, as you say, the online content has been a bit naughty from Activision there, and I can see why Destiny's gone away from them eventually. And I can totally agree with them the, the way the way they've got out. The store with um, has been a bit naughty as well with what you've been buying there. But to be honest, if it's if it's running pretty cheap on Xbox. So I picked it up because I wanted to go down memory lane with this game. So just quickly, briefly, the all I'm doing is playing the adventure mode. Yeah. So if you remember rightly, you would start off with three areas to, to three tracks on the island to do, and from then on, you know, little bosses to do to open up more tracks and more areas, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So what you can do, you can play the classic mode that you played on the PlayStation back in the day. Or they've got their version, which is like a, a bit of a upgrade, where you get different vehicles and also tires, characters that would give you a bit more percentage in in helping you to to, to play the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's been a bit of a blast. Um, whether or not I'd ever go on it online, I don't know. Probably not. But it's just, I think it's more for the uh, the going down the trip of memory lane for me for this game. Yeah. Yeah. And just playing it offline in that you know that mode, it's been fun. It looks gorgeous as well. I mean, the characters are well brilliantly done. Um, with the uh, the new adventure mode for what they've got there, you've got different skins as well and bits and pieces you can have for your cars and the different characters. Mm. Even Spyro's in there somewhere, if I remember rightly. But it's it's a good bit of fun. Yeah, and so what you've been playing because we'll talk. I say we can leave gears till to last. Okay. Um- well, first one I'm going to talk about is an indie game called One Leaves. Okay. Um, and it's an interesting one. This is a free one to, if you're in America. Um, I don't quite know how I've got this in my library, to be honest. But if you are... Where did you... Where, what, uh, it's on Xbox. You... Oh, okay. Um, and it's free, but it's not available in the UK yet. But for some reason, it was in my library. Um, not sure oh, well, how actually, I managed that. Was it just a, a, added to your library for some reason? Um, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't remember how it, how it got in there. Um, but anyway, so the idea behind this is, is that, uh, you're in a hellish labyrinth, uh, trapped in a cave, uh, sorry, a cave, a cage rather. Mm. And you have to race against three others to get out of this labyrinth. And only one of you will leave alive. So, uh, you traverse through different areas of this labyrinth. Part of it is an abandoned high school. <clears throat> there's a hospital morgue, and there's also a sewer area, um, yeah. which you have to solve puzzles, which are pretty straightforward. Um, and the game makes no pretense about what it's trying to tell you, and it is an anti-smoking game. Okay. And it's designed to raise awareness of the dangers of smoking with teenagers. <laughs> um, like I said, you know, I, I believe it's free of charge in America. It's a very creepy game. It's quite disgusting in some parts of it. And it's done from a first person sort of point of view. But it's sort of like done like a horror game. So there's, uh, you know, like areas of the labyrinth that you'll walk through. And it's sort of like, um, 
cancered skin covers the walls. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see, you know, you'll walk into a room where there'll be um, billowing lungs that are tar-saturated and black. <laughs> and you'll, you know, you'll go through smoke and it'll be really disgusting coughing and stuff like that. And what I would say is that the art style is like a cross between Deadly Premonition and Fear. Okay. If you can imagine something that's sort of a mixture of those two. Hmm. Um, But it's quite an interesting little game. So if you can get it for free, and I know that we have quite a few people who listen to us in America, uh, particularly uh, evidently in uh, California and Oregon. So hello, everybody from there, but also everyone else from the States who listens. Um, So you can pick that up free on your Xbox might be worth a look. It'll wheel away for you, uh, you know, half an hour to an hour or so uh, before you probably take it off your system, but it's free. It's worth a try. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, another game I did, and I streamed all of this as well, hmm. was I've been back to Telltale Games, and I did um, Batman Enemy Within on the PC. Okay. Uh, so this is the second of the Batman Telltale Games. So it takes, you know, follows up from the uh, the previous one, um, and well, it's just a good, it's just a good Batman story. You know, Batman's eighty year old, so I thought, why not? Might as well do something. So what I've actually done as well is on our YouTube channel, is I've copied across from Twitch all of the <coughs> the whole thing mm. uh, across uh, seven episodes, so you can actually see the whole story. If you haven't got it and you don't want to play it, then you can. Um, sit and watch it. Sit and watch it. So I thought that you know someone might uh, find that of use uh, on there as well. Um, other than that, I've also been on the Switch mm-hmm. and a couple of little gems which I've spoke about numerous times in the past, uh, but I've never played them on the Switch before. So the first one is Skyforce Reloaded. Is that the one with the plane over top view when you're taking out all the enemies? Yeah, like the 1943 kind of style game. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it was a big favourite of mine as an indie game on the Xbox and PlayStation. And this is just a straight port of that to mm-hmm. the um, to the Switch. Oh, well, if, you've not, if, if you've not played it at all, it's well worth picking up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you should like this game because it involves copious amounts of grinding. Well, I know, well, I've got it. I've played it. I know, but you should be playing it all the time because it's loads and loads of grinding and that's what you like. <laughs> but, I, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't mean that nastily. But, no, no, no. Uh, but it, it's a it's a great, um, you know, it, it's a great little shooter because mm. to, there's uh, about 15 levels and on those 15 levels, there is th- uh, four difficulty levels as well. But you only get to unlock the fourth difficulty level when you've completed the whole of the game on the hardest level, and then it goes on to the extreme levels after that. Mm. Um, but it's one of those games where if you start off with a very underpowered plane, yeah, that'll take you know several shots to to kill an enemy. But when you kill enemies, you get stars. When you get the stars, you can then buy better equipment, and the next time that you fly you've got something slightly better. And when you're playing along as well, some of the enemies that, that glow, 
drop power-ups that you get better shots and stuff like that. And then the more stars you get, you can then get missiles. You can get magnets to pull the stars towards you. Um, you can get shields. You can get a laser. Um, you can get side cannons. Um, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can... Act, a smart bomb as well, which will blow up everything, including any shots being fired at you. So there's lots of things. And then it, most levels have an end-of-level boss, as you would expect. It's that sort of game. Mm. Um, but it's just a great, great fun game. And, you know, I know you've played it. Um, yes, yes, I have. But imagine that on a Switch. Where oh, it's probably ideal for it, really, it isn't is, it? It is absolutely ideal for the Switch because you can pick it up. You, you know, you can go to the loo and you can have a couple of games and then come out sort of thing, you know. It's mm. that kind of game. Um, and then the other, uh, and it's about eight quid. Um, and then, but obviously, I think it'll probably be on sale at some point shortly. And then mm. the other one is Skyforce Reloaded. Not Skyforce, sorry, Planet Alpha, rather. Just talked about Skyforce Reloaded. Mm. So, Planet Alpha, again, another game I really loved on the PlayStation and Xbox. Um, and it's a fantastic looking sort of 1960s retro future sort of style game. Um, but with cell shading and stuff like that. Um, and it's a um, rightward scrolling platform puzzle type of game where you've got to traverse this world that is being invaded by these alien robots that look have a very big passive resemblance to Robbie the Robot mm. um, and then just escape the planet. Uh, and the unusual thing about this is at some points in a game you can actually... Um, change the rotation of the planet which will uh, mean that some plants that will give you cover will come out and other ones will go away and all of that kind of thing as well so definitely worth uh, a bit of a look Okay. and then the other one which we've both been playing is Gears 5 and what a surprise this has been why a surprise because I didn't expect it to be I wasn't, you see we played all the Gears and there's no, you know, it's no change really with Gears and suddenly it's got colour. God, does it look good? Or what? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've been playing it Master Race. Yeah, okay. So you've uh, been well, doing I'll watch it on over the X. that one. <laughs> you've been playing it on the X. I've been playing it on the PC. Yeah. But it looks gorgeous. And I've seen it on the Xbox as well. The only reason why I've uh, not played it on the Xbox is because um, I pre-ordered it and it didn't download Mm. And then it was like a 55 gig download, but it had downloaded on the PC. And then I went to play it and there was an update, which was about however many gig. And I thought, oh, I'll just play it on the PC. And then a couple of days later, I thought, right, I'll carry on. I'll play it on the PC. And there was another update. <laughs> so I just thought, right, okay, I'm sticking on the PC on this. But that's the only reason why I've played it on the PC, to be fair. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, what's the word? It's been um, nurtured for the PC anyway. Mm. So, you know. But yeah, I mean, just firstly turning it on, the, the visuals are just in your face, aren't they? Yeah, they are. There's, there's a lot of visual improvements. I think, unless I'm wrong from where I'm starting the game, there's not a lot of change in the um, configuration of playing it, if you know what I mean. And to be honest, I don't think that there's been any change in the configuration of Gears since 1. 
No, I, th- it's, it's, I think it's played more or less the same right throughout every iteration. The cover system has not changed one little bit, has it? No. That, if anything, that's going to be probably maybe the downside of it, if anything. Do you think I was going to say that's probably, it's, well, I wasn't saying quite unique selling point, but to, to, to me, games, uh, it's like, um, Gears, is it, it almost doesn't matter what version of the game that you're on because it's about the story rather than uh, the actual technical way of that game operated. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's I mean, it's got its own cover system, the way that works. Even yeah. when you say, when you first jump on the training mode, which I recommend you still do, because if you haven't played Gears for a while, it's well worth just doing it and also getting the achievement at the same time. Mm. Yeah, the training wheels sort of thing. But yeah. Obviously, <laughs> there is, there, actually, there is something slightly different because you've got that bot that you can use, haven't you? That's the... Um, yeah, I was going to say that'll go and fetch stuff for you, and it'll also join in in attacks now as well. Yeah, I mean, I've only, if we're going to say at the moment, I've only just picked up the flash, should we say, as a an, an attachment. Because yeah. obviously this is a, like a mini RPG here where you're going to be able to use points when you collect these these vials that are scattered through the land. Yeah, which which you can use on different things, and also if you get a bit confused, you can actually reset the vials so you got the ball and redo it. So yeah, I mean is- when you were uh, when you actually get to um, the town where you came from, uh, when you the female character, there are loads of uh, upgrade things in there for you to get. I think I got about 20 on that level. Um, I'm not too sure which level that is now. Or uh, You won't be there yet, I don't think. Well, I've done well, I've done the training mission. Yeah, this is at the and end then, of Act 1. So I'm still on Act 1, but the beginning of Act... The start of Act 1 and then in the middle of it, then it suddenly says Gears 5 all of a sudden, doesn't it? And yeah. Oh, okay, it's now going to start. Yeah. No, this is at the end so, of Act 1, beginning of Act 2. So there's no spoilers here, but... It's very early in the game, but I've just crashed the helicopter that was going to take off and you're there. Oh, the... man, you're right at the beginning of the game. Feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, you are. No, you are. Uh, I mean, so I'm I... not even halfway through it I'm yet. A, I think I'm Act 1, but I think I'm in about Part 4, maybe, or something. No, you're, I don't think you're that far on. Mm. I think you're about Part 2. Well, you can tell You can tell from my achievements what I've got, maybe, if you looked at them, so... I'll, I'll do a comparison, but um, no, I've got to uh, this. I'm not in the city anymore, but I'm in the ice area where you've got that uh, sort of like seal. Yeah, so I'll tell you where I got to. Um, I've got <clears throat> I've got to see the the guy in the laboratory. Yeah, so you've just literally got the. So, so he gave me the flash upgrade for the for the bot. Yeah, and the upgrade on the bot as well. And then I've from there I've gone into one level maybe or a level and a half up been through that. So I went through an area where you had some gardens and all these creatures and a couple of big dudes, big creatures you had to sort of take out. Yeah, but you're still a, a male at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. So, but it, I mean, I, I would. It's not something I'm going to be playing twenty four seven at the moment, obviously. <clears throat> but it's nice to just go back in there and every now and then I pop back and do another part of it and. And so on and so forth, because it's just a, such a great game. Yeah, I think it was going to get a lot of stick because a lot of people that maybe were anti Xbox were just saying, "Oh, it's just another Gears game." And do you know what I mean? It's like they were sort of mocking it before it's actually been out. Mm. And I think I think there's a lot of good feedback from it. No, I, th- I think it's it is. It's uh, 
as as exclusive as you get on Xbox because it's always on PC as well. But it's a yeah. good game. It's you know it's more gears. <clears throat> at the end of the day, I mean there are new modes in there mm. as well. There's escape. There's What's arcade, that? king of the hill, and escalation. What I was going to ask you. So I heard a bit of noise out. You didn't get that. Um, you know the dark fate to do with, with um, the Terminator movie? Yeah. Weren't we supposed to be able to download something for that? I thought we were as well, but I think you might probably have to buy it rather than it being just through Game Pass. No, because it, when I go to the when I go to the game on the store, it says I own the Ultimate Edition. Right. Well, in that that'll probably be for multiplayer then, because there's also the Dave Barista, isn't there? Yeah, because you can play it early. Apparently, the um, the bit with with Sarah with Sarah Connor. Yeah, but I want to know. I want. I want to have a little go at that, but I can't find it anywhere. So, if anyone knows where it is, let me know because I'd like to have a little. Well, what it be if you manage the game and then you uh, look at the other bits that are in there? Like yeah, well, I did have. A, I did have a little look and I couldn't find it. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I could do. I could actually just check out that because if it. You have it, you might have to download it as an extra. But when I went into the game on the store, I couldn't see any extras there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Was only the only thing they got there is obviously you've got the, the coins, which is a part of most games these days, for um aesthetics on on a on a on a gun or whatever, or a, a costume which is, you know, whatever by the by really. Mm. But yeah, okay. Yeah, but I haven't checked out any of the other boards yet. No, because there's a horde mode, isn't there, and stuff like that and yeah, but, but I don't, there's arcade and yeah, but I don't stuff. need to worry about that. I just want to say I'll just play the play the story out every now and then. I'll hop on it and have a <clears> go for yeah. a bit more through it. Well, for me, Gears is about the story. It's not about the other stuff. No, no, you know. But everybody gets what what they want out of it. It's like well, there's um, esports in there as well. Apparently, isn't it coming into it as well at some point? So you mm-hmm. know, it's like most games like that have got their multiplayer that you can you know dive into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I forgot to put on the list as well, but I've also played Control. Been carried on with that. Did we That's... mention it? We mentioned it a bit. It's, it's bad, isn't it? Everyone's been saying. I've been it's, hearing. It, no, it's not so bad. It, it's all right. It's just not really grasping. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure it'll get to Game Pass at some point, and I'll have a little look at it. it it's a game that reeks of Game Pass, or either that or else. Um, Yes, yeah. and uh, I did, games with gold. Yeah, I did have a look at I, just before I went away. I did have a little look at the Blair Witch. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've only just started the game, and you, know, I'm in the forest now, and you can easily get lost in that forest. Well, that's going to be one of my next ones I'm going to do. But I want to complete cre- a few. Yeah, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, it really does get that. It does give you that feel. After but, all, I've only completed 42 games this year. Yeah, you go ahead. You carry on. <laughs> I'll carry on completing Destiny. <laughs> Which you'll never complete. <coughs> no, because it'd be ongoing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to movies, TV and streaming? Yeah, swiftly, yeah. In quest of a better life. Okay, so... The news for anybody who's a fan of Star Trek Deep Space Nine uh, will be very sorry to hear of the passing of uh, Aaron Eisenberg at the very young age of 50. Mm. Um, Aaron was basically, he was Nog on DS9, so he was one of the Ferengi. Um, there's no 
known reason of why he's died at the moment. Uh, it's not mentioned in any posts. Uh, however, he did have a number of high-profile health struggles. He was reportedly taken to hospital um, shortly before his death in a critical condition. And uh, he'd previously discussed in 2015 with StarTrek.com uh, the fact that he'd had a kidney transplant um, that he was about to undergo. Um, he also told the site during the interview, in, um, interview uh, that just one of his kidneys, uh, he, went, he was on dialysis when he was 14 mm. and undergoing a full transplant at 17. Uh, so Been through it. Looks it. like, yeah, he, he really has. He, he seemed like a nice guy as well. Uh, I mean, I remember, I've seen of him. I remember him in... Uh, in the show, yeah, and he he did come over as a great. I mean, I think because he was also obviously, which is a bit sad, because obviously we recently had that documentary, yeah, but for DS Nine that came out that I think was I don't know if it was a Kickstarter. I'm not too sure. I'm not sure, but yeah, that that was in the cinema as well. If you wanted to go and see it, and he was in that as well. So it's um yeah, it's it's not good, but yeah, but I mean, while he was best known for uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, he was also on uh, the TV series Straight Up. Uh, the movie Amateurville, The Evil Escapes, as well as the films The Horror Show Playroom and Beverly Hills Brats. None of those I've ever seen, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, well, surely you must have seen Am- Amateurville. Yeah, but not The Evil Escapes. That's probably a, a, a tedious um, add-on to the story, which ones I haven't seen probably. but um, Yeah, which always end up it was a house that was built on sacred Indian ground maybe yeah yeah yeah. but yeah but I do I say within playing best known for obviously for Nog and what does come to mind is the episode where they're selling all selling all stuff in in DS9 for Nog as they're going on that trip Mm. where they end up going back in time to area 51 yeah which is a great episode well with little green men yeah if it's worth if anything if any one of the greatest Ferengi episodes I think that is is one of them for me. And if you check that, it's on Netflix. Go and find out that episode is brilliant. Well worth a yeah, watch. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, cinema releases. 25th of September, we have Ready or Not. 27th, we have uh, The Goldfinch, Hotel Mumbai, Don't Let Go, Skin and Poms. So do you want to do the Blu-ray DVD? Yeah. Okay, The Goldfinch, anyone I really know about there, but okay. So we've got a few highlights here. So we've got Aladdin, 2019, so we've got the, um, the new remake on Blu-ray 3D, 4K and DVD, and all sorts, any ways you want. Batman, the 80th anniversary, an 18-film collection on DVD, and I think it's on Blu-ray as well, actually. But I saw a price for £171. I don't know if that was right or not. Well, it's 18 films, so probably. Um, but then I saw another box set version that was £71, so I don't understand that, but... Uh, I don't know why it's a film collection because I suppose so. If you're going to count the animated, the... is that not including the TV show? Is it either? <clears throat> no, I don't think it is. But uh, so yes, also we got the DC animated film collection volume one, 4K Blu-ray, Dragon Ball Super Part Seven, episode seventy-one to ninety-one. If you're a fan of that on Blu-ray, Y five O season seasons nine on DVD Blu-ray, and obviously oh, it says DVD there. Obviously. There's seasons one to nine as well as a box set. Don't understand this one, but Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 on Blu-ray. Be a re-release. Yeah, I've got the Arrow version, which is well worth picking up. And I've got that. 
that was the one with uh, Terry Farrell, wasn't it? Possibly. I haven't rewatched it yet. <clears throat> but just um, thinking of the link back to DS Nine. That was yeah, all. yeah. But yeah, well worth a watch. Uh, yeah. Peep Show series one to nine DVD. I used to love that show. I, I it was okay. It was not my favourite. Supergirl season four Blu-ray DVD and seasons one to four on DVD. Also in the same vein, we got the Flash season five and seasons one to five on DVD, Blu-ray DVD. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. I don't think there's anything else in there I can see that takes my fancy at a quick look at. Um, oh, there is Lockup actually on Blu-ray 4K, right? 4K and DVD, which would be the Sylvester Stallone film, if I'm not corrected, mm, which is uh, well worth a watch. That's great. Yeah. Cinema charts in. Okay, so cinema charts. We have at number five, The Lion King. We have number four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number three, Hustlers. Number two, It Chapter Two. And number one, Downton Abbey. Well, I'm not surprised it's that number one. I think, I think when we get the when we get the box office takings for the states for that, that'd be huge. I would say so as well because they are really into the British culture. Yeah. Okay, Blu-ray DVD charts. So sticking at five, we've got Shazam. Sticking at four, we've got It Part One. Same at three, we've got Captain Marvel. Uh, re-entry at number two is Iron Man 3, and obviously still number one, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Don't even know, is that the extra content on that one, is it, or not? Or No, the, as far as I'm aware, there's no extra content or any, um, anything Not the extra there. three minutes that apparently we've been hearing about. <sighs> Don't know. Um, but interestingly enough, evidently, um, Endgame, might not be Robert Downey Jr.'s last out in his Iron Man. I heard the same story. Yeah, because uh, the Black Widow movie is a prequel. Yeah, so I don't know where in the timeline that fits, to be honest, but yeah, it'd still be... Whether it's a younger version of Iron Man, I'm not too sure. Well, it'd have to be, wouldn't it, if it was a prequel to Endgame? Um, yeah, but what I mean is, in the whole timeline of, of Iron Man... I believe... Um, it it's supposed to be after the Battle of New York, I'd heard. So it would be he can look as he can now, to be honest with you, with a certain degree. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Palm himself off as as he looks now to for that film. Not needed to be a digital younger version, if you know what I mean. No, I don't think that they need to do that. Let's face it, most of Iron Man's probably digital anyway. <laughs> yeah, except for his face and the helmet. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, interesting. Well, even his helmet, I think, is digital most of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you've been watching a, a movie or two. Do you want to tell us about those? Okay, so obviously on the flight over, I watched Creed 2. Um, I'm sure if you're a Rocky fan, you're well aware that Creed is the son of Apollo Creed. And we have the sequel to that, which is Rocky Balboa's Swan Song. And his last appearance is playing the character. Yeah. Which he did say on Instagram, but he said he was passing the baton on, so... Maybe if there's a Creed 3, he won't be in it. So if you're not aware of this storyline, basically um, Creed is up to fight against the son of Ivan Drago. And for you that are well in the know, we know that Ivan Drago had a um, had a fight with Apollo Creed back in Rocky Four, where he died in the ring. So as you can imagine, this is a very sensitive... Right. Uh, Apollo died in the ring, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Apollo died in the ring in Rocky IV um, to the hands of Ivan Drago. So Creed is going to be fighting his son. So, yeah, it was a good film. I liked, even though I was only watching it on a small screen, I'd like I'd like to probably have the pair of these movies on a, 
on disc. Um, but it did make a grown man cry at the end for me. Mm. For the for the for what for what Rocky is and that it was uh, yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if have you have you, have you watched at all the Creed series? No, um, I've not been interested in watching the Creed. I've uh, watched all of the Rocky movies. Yeah, because because even, even you've got Apollo Creed's wife's in it as well. So you got you got this, and obviously you have um, Rocky Balboa in it as well, and you still see him running his restaurant, and so it's still interlinks there with the series. And what you call it, who played Ivan Draco as well. He was also in it as well, wasn't he? He was, yeah. But the scene that got cut, which I really wanted, was them having a scrap. Yeah. But I think, I'm not sure whether it's on the outtakes of that or not, or on YouTube. I think it might be on YouTube, actually. It might be worth checking that one out. Yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> coming away from Sylvester Stallone for a moment, this week on Sky was Bohemian Rhapsody. And as much as you've gloated over this movie yourself when it came out, I loved the movie, yeah. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Queen and been following their music way back into the 70s. And it was as much as I'd, I'd, I know about the story and there are little nitpicks regarding how the story fo- unfolds and comes to a close. It's we would I'd love to have it to seen it go a bit further into that timeline. But yeah, it was a great film to watch. A, a great lot of music to listen to, and uh, not much more I can say about that. Really, it was it was just fun to watch, and uh, you know. Yeah, I have to admit when the chose, but you know, when he announced the choice of who was going to be Freddy, mm. I did think I can't see it. But he just owned that character. But it's funny because he wasn't first choice, was he? No, because it was going to be the guy who plays Borat yes. who was going to be first choice. And, you know, he walked away um, from it for some Ali, reason. Ali G. No, they had a difference of opinion mm. uh, with uh, Queen. And evidently, he uh, said that Queen were trying to paint, you know, the existing members of Queen were trying to make things, um, you know, all, or oh, is it Queen absolutely marvellous? Well, no, it wasn't, and, though, was it? Because no, there was a they, lot of there was a lot of squabbling within the band at some in yeah. numerous points in their career. Yeah, but uh, evidently he said that's what it was. But the other side of it, Queen, mm. particularly Brian May and Roger Taylor, said that he, that he was just mick-taking all of the time and he wasn't taking the part seriously, so he got fired. Mm. Yeah. And to be honest, knowing him, I could probably imagine that yeah and to be and also when Rami Malek took took the part and it seemed like he was made for it to be honest he played it so well the mannerisms of Freddie Mercury just came out you know oh, he owned it he owned it he absolutely did. and he's got a lot of credit for it and we got a few Oscars out for it as well and you know it was, it was great to see and and it's the launch of the uh, you know the pop culture icon movie films now because we've now had Rocket Man. There's one on Marilyn Monroe being made. Yeah. You know, it's it's <coughs> gonna be uh we're so, gonna see that sort of so stuff. So on a side note, and I've I've mentioned these before because I, I have watched some other ones which was there was one to do with the pistols, um being the sex pistols that is. But if you're on Sky and you've got Sky Arts, go over to there and look and search for the urban myths. And these are stories that had happened but are not quite true but they are so there's a bit of a play on the story for the fun of it so the mm. first one i watched this afternoon was um freddie mercury kenny everett and princess diana and basically what happens is that 
they're having a drink at Freddie's place and they sneak her out to a gay club to have a bit of fun. But only in the best possible taste. It was. Kenny Everett, the guy that played <laughs> Kenny Everett was really good as well. It was it was fun because he even says some of that in there because they said, well, what if I go out? I can't disguise myself. And, you know, it's... It's, it's, they're, they're only about half an hour long, I think. They're not very long, but it's worth a, worth a watch. And the guy that played Freddie Mercury in that, I think he played in the other one, which is the backstage at Live Aid. Mm. So obviously, we obviously that that Bohemian Rhapsody finishes on starts and finishes with the, the the Queen's performance at Live Aid. And this story is telling you the background to that, where you've got um, Bob Geldof trying to get this all together during the day of of Live Aid. And you see some, some I won't call them cameos, but you, you see people like Sade in this, Elton John. You've got um, Status Quo getting drunk in the in the hospitality area and having a laugh before they're going on stage and stuff like this. And, you know, it's, 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 it's fun to watch from this point of view. I mean, I was, I, was, I was there for 85 at Live Aid and remember it really well. And just seeing this little take on it was was quite amusing, really really good fun. So yeah, definitely check them out if you. And as I say there are some great other stories. It's now three seasons of Urban Myths, mm. and um, I've just downloaded the rest of season three to watch. And I've, just every now and then you want something on for, for half an hour or so, and they're, they're worth a watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Thinking of something on for half an hour or so. Twenty fourth day, diary day. The next episode of The Good Place. Yeah, I need to go back and finish that series off. Actually, I've not got to the end. Yeah, you do. But yeah, there's one more season of that coming up, isn't there? So that'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm. Okay, so my last movie is I've actually been to the flicks for a change. I actually went down to the cinema. Woohoo! And Thursday I went to see Rambo: Last Blood, and oh boy, now. Obviously, I'm not going to say too much about this. That I want to spoil it for anyone else. Obviously, I will give you a bit of a rundown of how the story, what the story is about, because I think you can get that from the trailer. Because it's only in Texas or something like that. Yeah. Well, if you remember Rambo from 2008, you see him walk up to the farm at the end of the movie. Mm. So with this film, this is an 18 certificate, the same way that Rambo 2018 was. And when I sit there and, and look at the screen, it says in the in the in the certification note below, it says excessive gore and violence. And how true was that certification? Now, obviously, Rambo's chilling out in this farm now, trying to put the demons to rest with horses and trying to sort of put back the rest of what we know of him and just basically see the rest of his years out. Mm-hmm. He's living there with his niece and. He's giving her, he's teaching her. Meanwhile, he is he is still being himself and being a, 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 a trying to be a parent for her anyway because the, the dad wasn't wasn't all up to that. And the story goes that she wants she's found out where her dad is, wants to go and have a word with him. Um, Rambo is saying that no, you shouldn't, and I think you should stay away. She obviously, being a being a being a, a an inquisitive young girl decides to go and hunt for him and, and have a word and um, then she goes missing that's all I'm going to say Right. and what we see in the last 20 minutes of this film is incredible for what you see the the violence and what you get from this is just 
mind blowing. And it was there's been a, a few bad reviews, but I would disc- I would say don't listen to them. If you're a fan of Rambo and Sylvester Stallone, you would love this film to bits. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. It's <clears throat> it's 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 very in the same vein as the last movie for for what you get to see, but it's only 89 minutes long. So what are most movies these days? Are about two hours, two hours, 20 minutes maybe. But that 89 minutes is well put together. It doesn't drag at all in the story. It goes where it needs to go in the story. And with the outcome at the end, you are there because of the way the story pans out. You're with him with what he's up to and what he's doing. And you totally agree with him with how he plays this out. And Mm -hmm. it's just freaking awesome film. App. It's got to be seen if you get a chance to go and see it in the cinema, even yourself, because you you love the Rambo movies, don't you? So oh, I love the Rambo movies. Yeah. So but... if you get a chance to go, if you're going to have to wait <clears throat> for a for a disc version, you know it's probably not going to be till Christmas. I would have thought maybe for the Blu-ray at the earliest, I'd have sort of probably about February. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because we are now running into winter, aren't we? So it may well be could be Easter time by the time that comes out. Yeah, but honestly, if you have got the time to go and see it, I thoroughly recommend it. I have to admit the the two that for me that are a priority at the moment is Ad Astra mm. um, and Joker because that is supposed to be flipping awesome. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know where this is how this is going to pan out with what we know and done in the past. Because I know, think a reimagining of the Joker is quite a positive thing. Yeah, because he's a bit of a two-dimensional bad guy. Yeah, we got, and we've got another. Apparently, we're going to get another um, Suicide Squad too, as well, yeah. aren't we? And but yeah, no, it, it, it really interesting. I mean, there's I can't think what. Yeah, yeah, the only trailer that really sprang to mind, which I think I will go to the cinema for, which I did see again. I think this trailer I've not seen, but I've seen all the others. Was Terminator Dark Fate? Yes, that's another one I want to see, and that's going to be a definite night out at the flicks for that. Without a doubt. Oh, definitely. And that's not too far away. No. So, yeah, look, definitely go and see Rambo Last Blood, or if, if you're going to be patient to wait, but it's a fantastic film. And Sylvester Stone, hats off to him for, for his, his, which I think this is going to be his last, um, his, I say, his, in, this, in this as well. He's done a swan song for, for, for Rocky Balboa in Creed 2, and here in Rambo, this is his last outing as as Rambo. And on a side note, I've been reading some story and rumours that there could be a Tango and Cash 2. Oh, cool. Now, how good would that be with Kurt Russell? Yeah, definitely. But we'll see. I don't know how true that would be, but who knows. But uh, So, you've seen a few bits and pieces. Yes. Uh, first off, I'll, I'll do the easy one first hmm. off. I finished watching Gotham. Yeah. And thoroughly enjoyed it as a series. I think it's really good. Looking forward to seeing Pennyworth. Yeah, I've I've looked at looking at that first episode. I'm going to give that a go. Yeah, with, with Uncle Torrid. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until it's on Netflix or whatever. I don't know it's where I, I, I still was asking some person about that. I, I, you know, there are some other things on Netflix I want to see. Actually, there's just quickly, briefly, just putting in there. There's a show called I think it's called Unbelievable. And mm-hmm. Tony Collette, if you know her, um, she's done a, quite a few good bits and pieces. I think she was very young when she did Muriel's Wedding back in the day in the 80s. Yeah. And she's done some other stuff recently. But there's a, just a quick outline. There's a, It's a story of a girl that gets raped and they don't believe her. Right. And yeah. it's only about eight episodes. They're an hour long. 
Yeah, it's a limited series. I don't know what that means by limited series for Netflix. Does that mean it, something for limited I, I, time? Um, no, I think it's limited length, so it's not going to be a, a part two. Cool. It's just but yeah, limited to I've, one season. I've actually had a quick look this afternoon at the first 15, 20 minutes, and I think that could be worth a watch. Because mm. Tony Collette's I'll, a great actress as well, and um, I do like her. I'll, I'll tell you another good one to watch as well, Criminal on Netflix. Mm. Uh, and basically, that show is uh, set around an interrogation room for uh, police. Right. And it's just filming the interviews that go on <clears throat> uh, with criminals. The first one's with uh, David Tennant as, you know, the uh, suspect. But it's really good. You know, it's very sort of like character-driven uh, drama. Um, all works on, you know, the dialogue and the interactions between the individuals. I don't, you know, the only thing, I think the only thing that you see other than the interrogation room is the room at the other side of the two-way mirror mm. and the corridor outside you don't see anywhere else yeah uh in this show and it's it's really good i've watched first sort of like one and a half episodes of it so mm. far really enjoyed it it seems to be a different case every episode yeah okay. um so yeah definitely worth a watch on there mm. so uh yeah uh, so obviously in terms of gotham all of Gotham was uh, about before Batman, but just in the same way as um, Smallville ended with Clark Kent becoming Superman. Yeah, that was like, why couldn't they carry it on for a season, maybe? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it, oh, by the way, you do yes, know that Tom yes, Welling yes, is yeah. reprising his do, role yeah. in the next season of Arrow. <laughs> well, he's going to be in the multiverse, isn't he? Yeah, but as Clark Kent. Yeah, I know. As that works. And Brandon Roth is going to be Superman. Yeah. God, can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. That's going to be good. Anyway, that's geeking out a bit. But in terms of Gotham, you do see Batman in the end because what they do is the second from, I say the last episode is a 10 year skip forward. Oh, okay. That'd be nice just to watch so, in its own, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Penguin and the Riddler, they're both, you know, they look like what you think of as the Penguin and the Riddler. Yeah. You know, and he's got the monocle and all of that sort of stuff, and he's put on weight and <coughs> whatever. But Bruce has been out of Gotham for 10 years, so you don't actually see the adult Bruce, Bruce Wayne. You see the adult Selena Kyle, mm. but not Bruce Wayne. Well, I saw, when I was um, chilling out in the hotel one, one for, before I was going out one evening, yeah, well, I was over over in the states, and I, w- I watched another trailer for for the the new. Obviously, what's happening is Arrow has now got one more season left, mm. which is going to go in a weird direction because I didn't realise that we've lost his wife in the series. She's she's now finished. <clears throat> I don't. Are you sure about that? Because there was an e- the part of the last episode of the last season. It seemed like she was getting sucked back in. Yeah, well, I don't know how they. The I don't know how they're doing this, but I thought I read that she was said that she'd she handed the handed the towel and said she'd had enough. So I'm not sure. But what we're going to get from this last season is going to be some backstory stuff, I think, and how it's going to pan right. out. But obviously, this is the last season of Arrow. That's going to finish. Yeah, and then we have got the new to take its place. We've got the new, well, I say Batman series, but we have got the the back. Batwoman, Batgirl series, haven't we? Yeah. And I saw but, another trailer for that while I was in the States, and that looks brilliant. But taking it back to Gotham, because you keep pulling me away from it. Sorry, yeah, I do apologise. You're calling. 
um, is you do see Batman at the end, and I have to admit, I was slightly disappointed in the Batman costume. It just wasn't you, as good. Without describing it, okay, so it doesn't spoil it for you. What was you expecting the costume? Which one was you expecting it to be? I was expecting it to be maybe not as detailed as like the Dark Knight stuff, mm. but I was expecting it to look better than it did. Because I'm thinking, because that's a very dark series, isn't it? It is. So I would have liked to have seen sort of Keaton's outfit, maybe. Yeah, you don't see anything that looks as good as that, I don't think. A bit cheap and nasty <laughs> off the yeah, shelf. Yeah, I, think, the, I the... think the fact that they decided, right, we're only going to show the back costume yeah. for like 10 seconds... <clears throat> So we're not going to spend a big budget. We'll just have a look and see what's kicking around the bottom of the, uh, you know, the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. That that, and I just see, felt, felt it was copped out. I'd rather have seen more sh- shots of Batman so that they got a better costume, so that paid more money for it. Mm. But hey ho, it is as it is. But nevertheless, it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a tremendously good series. It was one. I couldn't get into when it was first out, but I've got into subsequently and I've just binged watched it. And I don't know why, but even though the episodes are like, you know, the normal 45, 50 minutes, it seemed to have taken a lot longer to binge watch this, even though I was watching two or three episodes a night, mm. to other series like Breaking Bad, which I seem to get done in a fortnight. Yeah. It's weird. But anyway... That's by the by. The other thing I've been watch I watched because I've got the uh, the Blu-ray anthology of the Superman yeah, movies. Before you go on to what you're going to talk about, okay. Okay. Now, which box set did you end up getting? The latest version. Which is what? Uh, well, it has. So I've got one here, like for example, it's a Superman motion picture anthology um, with the with the Superman at the top, and then you got his emblem underneath it with the ice round it. No, this is just a Superman symbol, but it's got Superman, Superman Extended Edition, Superman Two, Superman Two: The Donner Cut, Superman Three, and the Special Edition, Superman Four. Can you send me a screenshot? Because Please. I I'm not I, I really like Superman One and Two as much as together they're just great. Yeah, but they start to well. I mean, Superman Three was with Richard Pryor, if I remember rightly. It was more of a comedy, and, that's and then Superman they, Four was awful. And it started to then fall away after that. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you how where I watched it when you're talking about it because I've already I saw it some time ago myself. But um, yeah, well, I've I've never seen the Donner Cut. Because I've always wanted to have heard it top being talked about, yeah. and of course the Donner Cut was a re-edit of uh, in two thousand and six of the film's original uh, cut because uh, Richard Donner was the original director before he was replaced by Richard Lester, who completely rewrote the movie and reshot substantial scenes and just to get the di- directorial credit. Yeah, which is wrong anyway because I. <laughs> Yeah, so um, as Don had never completed his version of Superman 2, he was asked if he would um, do a, a cut of it so that it was as he intended in his original that's, vision. That's right, yeah. yeah. And it was, um, you know, so a lot of the scenes they had to cut in that were um, from Richard Lester because obviously you can't go back and get Christopher Reeve to do it because he's dead. And before that, he was in a wheelchair. Mm. So it's not like he could actually take his part. And um, Margaret, uh, Margaret, um, forgot what another Kidder. name is. Kidder has died as well. So, and you know, they'd be too old anyway. Uh, but uh, the newly created effects are by Michael Tao. 
uh, that were added to it to make it as close to Donna's original vision, and uh, some uh, which included a key scene with Christopher Reeve and Margaret Kidder, uh, which was never properly filmed. It was actually the scene that you see, uh, which is a different take on the bit where Clark Kent burnt his hand. Uh, in, instead, Lois Lane shoots Clark Kent. Um, and I'm trying to remember that because in Superman. I think the other, it wasn't the other scene, which was a test screening scene. They added, they just put in it as well. That that was the test screening scene That's because it. it was never shot. Yeah, because uh, it was just a test screen for Superman two uh, with the two actors. But yeah. what they've done is they've re-edited it into the film. Yeah, so I so I saw the Donner cut. Okay, yeah. But you know, I saw that on HD DVD. Yeah, and I don't own that copy anymore, obviously, because the the player, obviously. But that's how I saw it all way back in whenever that was. But I would yeah. like to reown it. Well, actually, I would like just to have Superman one and two. To be honest, I'm not fussed about the third one. Well, you can you can buy Superman one and two with the Donner cut. Yeah, I'm just browsing at the minute. But Karen, you you you, you Karen talking. I'm just browsing at the same time. So one of the things, I mean, obviously they had a limited budget to do this anyway. Uh, but the one of the uh, challenges was about the special effects scenes uh, were created. The effects were specifically edited to fit in with the rest of the movie, mm. rather than to make them look like newer technology movies. No, you want to blend it as, as nice as possibly, even though the test cut would be a bit jarred, if anything. You would know, you'd probably recognise that bit separate. But Yeah, exa- exactly. Mm. And um, one of the things that really makes... This seem like an age is a product placement, most notably of Coca Cola and Marlboro cigarettes <laughs> in there as well. Um, and at the end of the credits, this is re- this was quite a nice touch. At the end of the credits, is a message from Donna, uh, the director, stating that since the making of the film in the seventies, there's greater awareness of cruelty to animals and the fur trade and the health risks of smoking and secondhand smoke. Um, and he did not condone the use of tobacco or fur in the movie. <laughs> I just thought that was quite a nice thing. But the big question is, is does this Donna cut actually make a difference to the original version? Because Superman 2 has always been my favourite film out of all of the Superman sort of things. Mm. Um, and all because of um, Lester, there was a lot of sort of like wacky comedy in the movie, which was introduced by him, such as, um, you know, uh, when General Zod, who's played by Terrence Stamp, Ursa, who's played by Sarah Douglas, and Non, who's Jack uh, O'Halloran, mm. Uh, used super breath uh, against a population of um, Metropolis and a man's wig blows off. You know, there's that sort of silly humour in there. Mm. And, the spe- um, actually, and a the- roller skater goes <clears throat> backwards. Actually, the special effects as well, because Derek Meddings did the special effects. Yeah. And if you look at... The, I, there was an old tweet I did for Derek Meddings, because he did all the Bond movies as well. He also got involved with Thunderbirds back in the day. Which is having a well, well, she's having a special day later in the in the month, but we may probably talk about that in the next show. But um, they're all models, and if you see, they're all they're all um, miniature models they've done for this, and incredible yeah. how they put he put them all together. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the Donna cut it's it's cutting out a lot of these silly sort of like jokey bits, which I think is definitely a better move. I think I think that the pace 
of the Donner cut uh, feels like it's turned up a bit. Mm. Um, you've got the opening recap of the original Superman. That's right. But in, yeah, in... Um, That's in the some of the ways the, that the medicine. Didn't they do that in the credits? I'm trying to remember how they did it now. Yeah, at the start of the film. So say that. Did they do the recap? Bef- yeah, when the film first starts. Yeah, in, in a, was it during the actual introduction no, I credits? It, I can't no. remember. Maybe I'm getting confused with the original Superman two that came out. They did. Yeah, no, I don't think it. I, I can't remember, mm. but I, I don't think it was. But one of the things that I did feel that even though I prefer the Donner cut now. I did feel like Zod and the group didn't quite, they, they felt like, seemed like a bit of a lesser threat. I don't know why, I just didn't feel like they were quite as threatening mm. as the Lester version. Um, there are a lot of new visuals, which keeping in with the original. And one of the big things for me mm. was the fact that they reintroduced Marlon Brando uh, talking to uh, Kal-El about losing his powers, you know, by, you know, aligning himself with Lois and wanting to be more human, because all of that bit was done by Susanna York as Lara. Mm. Uh, and that was all removed for the Marlon Brando bits. Yeah. Um, I've already said about how Lois finds out Superman's Superman. That's changed. Uh, and there were loads of other changes, including the fight scene uh, at the end where they're actually inside... Um, you know, the Fortress of Solitude. The big significant thing there is um, they, they don't have the, the superpowers that Superman didn't have. You know, like the lasers that the General Zod and his troops, you know, shoot out of the hand mm. and then Superman puts his hand up and does it back to them. That's gone. And also that stupid thing where he pulls off his Superman symbols and throws it at them, and then it turns out to be this big piece of plastic net. Oh, it's like a bit of um, that that that, that yeah. stuff that you put over your face with a different colour screen in it to sort of change your face colour. Yeah, that that bit was always stupid. And the other thing that was more in keeping with the first one was, you know, at the end of the film, Superman, um, the original version, Superman kisses Lois Lane. Hmm. And then she magically forgets. That's right, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Whereas they've gone back to uh, the the ending of Superman, the movie, and Superman resets the Earth by spinning it backwards and you know going backwards in time mm. uh, to account for Lois not knowing who Superman instead is. Instead of instead of the kiss at the end in the um, in in the office. Yeah, in the original version. Yeah. But what 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 gets me is if you remember, there's a fight scene. Where you know, you know about in the, um, in the, Clark, in the uh, where the where he spins the, the, um, the yeah yeah okay that is completely in contradiction to the new ending because why they kept that fight scene in I don't know that, that was, right, that was sh- the last that was literally the last part of the film wasn't it it's- it was and to me it it contradicted the ending because it just seemed like Clark came in to this guy who from his point of view because time had been reset, never met Clark mm. and never beat him up. And then he just beats him up, chucks him down the bar and then pays for it and then walks out, which makes him a bit of an asshole. Mm. So to me, that bit, and it was also, it was the Lester humour and it just didn't fit. I would have ditched that. But I think, to be honest, there's a lot of movies where there's a director's cut 
And they always make like small changes. The big ones, obviously, that are different are like Blade Runner. Mm. And this is another one of those ones that makes significant changes. I think if you like Superman 2, if it's one of your favourites out of those movies, this is the version to see of it. I think it is a better version. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you buy the anthology, though, be one, none of the movies in the box are actually labelled about which see, movies I, which. See, I didn't know whether to go for the 4K version of Superman, but is it really worth it or not? No, I don't because think it is. Because you can get, which I think would be better, is you can get the Superman double, which, for the Superman the movie, so you get the extended cut and the director's cut. I don't think it's worth it. Well, that's only nine ninety. You... That's only nine ninety nine for that. So you can get Superman the movie plus extended cut on in two discs. So you get the three hour. You got the three hour long TV version. So... Yeah, but you're not getting the um, two, are you? No, I get that separately because you can get that. You can get the Donner cut on Blu-ray separately for seven ninety nine. So you're spending about sixteen quid. Superman one and two. How much did the box set come? Um, I'm just having a look to see how much it actually cost me because I got it from Amazon. Yeah, because that's why I'm just looking on there now. And um, the Donner cut, I can actually get. Where is it? Here you go. Oh, sorry, it's nine ninety nine on Blu-ray. It was nineteen ninety nine, and I got all of the movies plus, you know, the the special editions and the normal versions mm. in the one that I got. Um, I'll sh- I'll send you the yeah, link. Yeah, yeah, send me. Have a look. Curious. Um, but I'm I'm happy with the version because I know that it's not the greatest of movies, but I actually quite like Brandon Roth's um, Superman as well. He did all right. I mean, yeah, I mean, the movie's I th- I not just, the best movie in the world. No, but it's a story. It's not him. Yeah, right. I've sent you that link anyway. But yeah, to me, th- this is a good version of the movie. I, th- I think. Um, oh, is that one? Okay, the, yeah. I was looking at that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's a, it's a good value nineteen ninety nine for the box set. You get you know six movies mm. on there. You know the the well more than that anyway because you've get in the um, the five movies plus the special editions as well. So you're getting more. So it's it's a good value for money mm. set. Just Quest for Peace sucks really bad, and Superman three is and Superman three isn't great either, to be honest. No, Superman 3 is a kid's movie. Hmm. Anyway. Shall we move on to questions? Yeah, please do. Yep. All right. So we'll move on to your questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay, so listen to questions, and as always, we've got Mark kicking us off. I just would like to say thanks to everybody who gave the questions. This is from two weeks ago before Steve went off. I didn't ask for questions because we already had uh, all of these this week, so I've just carried them forward. So uh, first off, we'll have Mark, and he's asking, when was the last time you felt ripped off by DLC? I'm trying to remember which one it was now. That really gave me a bit of a... Oh dear! Hasn't it got to be Bioshock Infinite for you? No, it wasn't. Wasn't that 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 was perfectly fine? That wasn't. I don't think an issue, or was it? Because I I I played with the DLC and loved it. No, yeah, you have since, but at the time, if you remember, it was on the three sixty, and you sold the three sixty to get an Xbox One before the DLC was out. Might have been. Yes, it rings a bell. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think it may may have been that because since then I've had the I got the um, special edition now both on both platforms. Yeah, and then I ended up playing the last bit of DLC, 
So yeah, that'd do. That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? Um, I think getting the expansion packs for Destiny on the PlayStation about a month ago, so I could play it on what, there. What Forsaken? Uh, no, not the the uh, annual pass. Because the annual now pass has just free. become free. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. I didn't know that a month ago when I bought it. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought it. There, there you go. It's one of those things, isn't it? But because of the transfer of the character wanting to you know, be able to play on whatever platform, I wanted equity on the platforms because you couldn't get the higher stuff mm. on PlayStation. And the ironic thing is I've hardly played it on PlayStation anyway, but I did get it for cheap. Yeah. So. There you go. Okay. We'll do his next question. So he's got, which subscription services in movies and TVs or games do you think offers the best value? That's hard to say. I would, it depends on I, circumstance I, and, and what you enjoy watching, really, to be honest. I mean, to be honest, I think that both <clears throat> Netflix and Prime, in their own ways, offer great value. I'm always on Netflix. I watch more Netflix than Prime, but what is good with Prime is all of the other stuff that you get with it and the deliveries as well. Well, if we just say gaming, I'd say Game Pass anyway. That's just without saying. I mean, do you know what I mean? That that that, that, that that's just a given, to be honest. Yeah. But from the movies and TV now, Netflix. I don't watch as much Netflix as the other half. Now, she canes it more than I do, and that's whatever. It's fine. But I get more, even though there's a lot on Netflix movie-wise and they do do a bit of a turnaround, I think there's more difference to watch with with, um, Amazon Prime. Now, I subscribe to Shudder on Amazon Prime as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've got quite a few different services there for you to subscribe to. Yeah. I won't subscribe to Arrow because I I collect those movies anyway, but... uh, Shudder's, uh, if you're a horror fan, Shudder's got to be bought and it, it's it's worth its weight in gold, to be honest. It's got some great um, different styles of movies from Italian directors to some of the classic video nasties to some of the new stuff that's just been shown at Arrowfest as well, which, which will be coming there. And mm-hmm. even more so in about four days' time will be the premiere of the Creepshow TV show, which you'll only be able to watch on Shudder, which I can't wait for. So I actually mm. watched Creepshow 2 last night because that's just become available on Amazon Prime. Right. And there are there's a big... It's a surprise. If you dig deep into Amazon, there's a lot of films there you don't realise there is. Yeah, I think the problem with Amazon, from my perspective, yeah. is that they hide a lot of the stuff that you can watch behind all of the films that you can buy. So... Um, because I access it through the LG app mostly. Okay, yeah, I do the same. I mean, I yeah, I um, I, I use I use the the app on my Samsung to occasionally down download something. If I'm going to watch it, I might put a film, and you can download it on there onto your phone. Yeah, and if I'm going to do something for the um, yeah, a bit of lunchtime, a bit of something to watch. But yeah, there's there is obviously you have to be careful with that because you've got to make sure you can see the prime um, emblem in the top left hand corner. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I don't like about what they do on Prime Video. To me, but, if it's Prime, but what, they shouldn't be mixing up the but other But what stuff. you can go, like, for example, I will use the 4K UHD TV area, and that says included with Prime. So everything you look in, that 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 bar is available in 4K and with Prime, so you don't get lost. Yeah, I do exactly the same you thing know. as well. 
And um, but there is, I mean, I, I, I part I say Shudder's brilliant. It's it's really good. Um, unfortunately, there is a what is a shame. There are a lot of different subscription channels there, mm. and there's another one called Star Blaze, Star Stars Play, which again, that's thin again. That's another four ninety nine a month. Yeah. So it does add up. And the thing is, I think with Disney Plus coming round the corner and all of this, we're moving into a world where everything's subscription and it's not going to work. It's not sustainable to subscribe to everything that you watch. You can't, no. You've got you to sort of, t- you've got to try and balance it out as best you can. Yeah. I mean, you do get like, for example, you get a recommended movie list included with Prime, so you can scroll through those, um, mm. which at the moment's actually got, it's got it on it as well at the moment, part one. Yeah. Um, and there's a few, there's a few nice little horror films there. Yeah, it part one literally came on the day after I bought it on Blu-ray. Oh, was it really? <laughs> I was so hacked off because I just wanted to see the film and if it and I know it had coming on Prime the next day. It was on, it's on Sky Movies anyway. If you've got Sky Movies, yeah, I don't have Sky Movies. Oh, okay. so, right, yeah, because that I I chose. Do I want Sky Movies or do I want Netflix and Prime? Oh, okay. That's fair enough. And I chose Netflix and Prime because I thought I was getting more content that way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. So, but I was so hacked off. <laughs> Fortunately, I did pick the Blu-ray up for cheap. So well, that's all right. I mean, yeah, I mean there is, I mean, you, I mean there is a lot of stuff you can buy on Prime. I, I did actually buy a, a documentary just for podcast purposes, as we say. But yeah, just for a few quid. So if you want to. Spend three or four ninety nine on something. Yeah, but th- that's fine. But I do think it should. Th- they need to mark it clearer, and they shouldn't mix up the paid for with the not paid for, which they do. Well, if you look at the app, 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 app works better actually. Like yeah. included movies with Prime, limited time on Prime. So you got all the Rocky series there at the moment, for example. Um, but what they've done on the LG app yeah. is take off the ability to filter out any non-prime. Let's have a look, because I use my LG TV. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem. It's just that you have to scroll past all of the stuff you have to buy as well. Yeah, okay. And it, what's on mine will be on yours. So. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, should we do Mark's? Okay, so that's me, is it? Uh, no, it's okay. me. Uh, so, Matt Prudhomme, loot boxes. This week's news doesn't really affect... Uh, us or anyone who listens to the podcast, I imagine, how should developers and publishers aim to counteract this in the future? Should the uh, base price of a AAA game increase, for example? No. They should have a better pricing structure, if anything. And, they, and, yeah, but- and we, if we are old like some of us, we, we had the whole game on a disc and that was it back in the day. No extras. It was all there that they could bring out and that's all you were going to get. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say I think Destiny for the cosmetic items has it right. If you want to buy them, you can buy silver and you can get them with the silver. If, on the other hand, you don't want to buy them, it makes no difference to the game other than you don't look quite as cool as your friend but, who's just spent but, sixteen quid buying a suit. But what you can do is you can earn them in the game anyway and pay with them with a different currency. Yeah, but that's a lot of grinding. No, 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 not at all, honestly. Not from what I've earned in the moment, but I'm saving it all up. But Yeah, yeah no, that, it, that might be if you're spending 3,000 hours a year <laughs> playing Destiny. <coughs> but for me. those of us 
who like playing games that are Actually, not though, based I, in a Destiny here's, here's another play on this, because uh, Mark agrees with me on this one. With the way the game works now, and with what you get, I don't mind occasionally buying a little bit of silver, because you know it's going back into the game itself. No, exactly, and I don't mind that either. And I actually think um, the way that they're doing it, where it's more like the Fortnite model, so that you mm. buy into the season. So if you choose you don't want to play that season, don't buy it. Oh, yeah, so it's going to probably become much clearer come October the 1st for people that is still umming and ahhing about it and how that's all going to work. But I don't. I think that games are expensive enough. I don't think that they should be looking well, at raising when you look the, price. At the price. When you're looking at the base price of some of these games, or even the well, the deluxe can be up to eighty quid. The the base game digitally is going to be looking at sixty pounds. Okay. Hey, don't forget the uh, deluxe version of Star Wars Battlefront. We know how good that was. That was a hundred and ten pounds when that was released first, mm. and now you can buy it. For like two quid, <laughs> just shows what 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 deal what digital content's worth, isn't it? It's absolutely worth nothing. Well, no, it's just a few bits and bytes on a hard drive. Yeah. So, so you know, but it's about where you get your enjoyment from it, and uh, you know, I don't think loot boxes are right because also I don't like these things that kids get nowadays. It's like my son, he's been into them in the past. So you get, uh, like on Roblox, a little box that you open it up and there's a random character in there. Because well, that's you, gambling, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you end up with three or four of the same character that you don't want. And it used to, my son used to get so upset with it. And I said, well, look, all that you do is you take them to bits because they're, you know, like Lego. And so you take them to bits and you build up your own character. You can make your own unique ones. So he did that. Hmm. But I don't like all that sort of thing. It should be clear what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do Jason? Yeah, so he's saying classic mini consoles. Are there any old consoles you'd love to see miniaturised? And if so, what game would you like to see included? His thoughts would he love to see the Dreamcast mini released by Sega with classics like Jet Set Radio, Sonic Adventures and Crazy Taxi. The Neo Geo. I would like to have seen which we've already had it now. We had the PlayStation. I actually pre-ordered that, but then decided against it, only because of the games that were on it. I didn't think it was worth its weight because the games I want weren't on there. Yeah. I, I think they're missing a market here on all of these miniature games consoles because they release them and they've got 20 games on, yeah? Hmm. Why not release them with internet connectivity to connect to, to a st- store that you can yeah, just download the, same the games? Thing, yeah. Yeah, that's what they want to do with these, and then you can upgrade the games in there. You could, you they yeah. could, you know, could so even say you have to install an SD card of your own, to, yeah. you know, so you're what, not paying for. They're not paying. I for think that. what they should do, they could actually say to you, right, here's this store of games. You buy that console. We will give you, we will put ten of them on there already for you. But then you have to choose. You've got the right to download another ten. For, off the store yourself to to mix it or match it to your gaming style. Yeah, exactly. Because there is so many. I know we we've seen the back compact with the three hundred and sixty, for example. But and then obviously we've seen a hell, a hell of a lot on the on the Xbox originals. But from the point for for these minis that we've had, I don't think there's no point having a mini Xbox Xbox original because we now can play all of those the bulk of them anyway within what we have. Mm. 
but where the PlayStation's concerned, or even the Dreamcast, you know, and we've maybe, or even the Sega, not the Sega Saturn, but we had the Mega Drive, that wasn't really up to scratch either, was it? No, I don't, to be honest, I'm, I'm not convinced that any of these uh, mini consoles... I think they've become more dust collectors. I think they've become more dust collectors or just to look like what you had in the past and that's as much as they do. It depends upon, you know, on a lot of things. I mean, my son, he's got um, one of the Nintendo ones and he, he doesn't play it that often, but he does love it. Um, mm. I've got the PlayStation 1, but it's it's okay. I've played it probably a couple of days and not put it on again. Um, mm. But, you know, if, if they'd had a stall and you could have bought in whatever games that you wanted... That's the way that these should be going now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Anyway, Alan Cochran has asked, just bought a Nintendo Switch. I was surprised there isn't really any media apps apart from YouTube, no Netflix, no iPlayer. Do you think Nintendo are missing a trick or uh, is it that they rather people are playing games rather than watching movies instead? Yeah, Pete, they would want people to play games because they'll get money. Hmm. That's what I think. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, it's it's stupid it's not on there, is it, really? It's like you would think... I don't know if it's down to Nintendo holding... keeping it closed up again, like the way Apple do or something. You know, I mean, why not put those things on there? It's, it's just, you know, they... It's up to the, the person to decide whether they yeah. purchase them. Or you could have, I don't know whether Netflix would do it, where you could have, like, you might be able to use your second. If you've got, like, Netflix, I've got, you've got up to four people can can do it. Well, then if you can have three, then maybe have, they say, you can cross cross it to a to a console. Or actually, what you will do is if you've got, if you've got Netflix already on there, you should be able to download it and play it for free anyway. Same way I, you can with personally, Sky. I don't think it would have caused them a hard heartache to put Netflix on. Um, maybe that there's an issue about because of the way that uh, everything connects to the internet about piping through their networks, which they didn't want to be streaming video. Yeah, or maybe, maybe because you might. I'm not saying you do. I'm just, from my personal point of view that that with Nintendo, you're going to have a lot of young kids with with with. Yeah. With them, um, as long as you password lock them down, then there shouldn't be an issue with the content. You make the assumption that Netflix well. that Switch is a kids' device and it's not. No, I'm, I know, I know. You know me, and I, it's. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying the. If you look at the majority of people that would buy Nintendo, I think if you did a survey, that there would be more underage people buying, getting that from their parents than there would be older, like yourself, adults. But I'm not going to go into that because I'm not going to cause a rip. But that's just my point of view. Right? So I'm no, you, you, you've speech, already but... alienated a third of our listeners over the years, anyway. So, <laughs> but no, I'm just—it's just a point of view. That's all it is. Yeah, free it speech. Is. But 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 I think I think they should have it on there. It should it should be a given anyway. Yeah, I, I think it should be definitely. Hmm. Okay, Paul Wilson. He says, "I We've just bought a switch." So this is probably more. We've, Oh, sorry. I just scroll down. There we go. Craig Cole, do apologize. Oh, no, sorry. We haven't got that oh, one, have we? That, no, sorry. It started off very similar to the previous one. Do you want to type? So, is that actually, do you want to read that? Yeah. Is that another Switch question for you more than uh, me? Well, you read it and then I'll. Okay. So, 
I so Paul Wilson says I've just two bought a switch and a load of games and cartridge as a birthday treat um, and the holiday in October. So if you were taking a switch on holiday with the main cartridge based collection, would you be disciplined enough to take two maybe or three games with the intention of finishing them, or would you just take the whole collection? Well, I would have them properly digital and installed on my uh, 256 gig SD card. Of course you would. So, you know, I'll just be taking them all with me. Um, can you actually can you actually download the no, cartridges and then not use no, the No, you have to have the cartridges. But uh, the carry case that I've got, it comes with a, um, a cartridge holder and it holds something like 10 cartridges or 12 cartridges. So... I can mm. take quite a few games, you know, I could, you know, take a good lot. So I, it wouldn't be a worry for me. But I would take the uh, Nintendo as well as my laptop. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so, do you do Craig's now? So Craig's asking, what are your thoughts on Apple's gaming subscription and their TV and film subscriptions? £5 a month for a family sub. Also, with the launch of uh, iOS 13 supporting both Xbox and PS4 controllers, will we see uh, more console-like games thinking more iPad? That's more of a question for you than me, I think. Uh, Yeah, so one month free trial and 12 months free sub with any Apple device purchase. Would you think about it? (sighs) No. Is it for you? It's not. um, I've had an iPad for years and years. I would never be without it. But I have no interest at all in playing games on it. I have played games on it occasionally. I don't like it. I've got a Switch. I don't need to play games on my Apple device. Um, mm. I'm I'm not. Other than the Switch, I'm not on and the Vita that I've got. I'm not into the portable gaming from your phone, from your tablet thing. It's not my bag mm. at all. So. It, ha- it has no interest to me. As for any subscription service for movies, um, unless you've got Apple TV on your devices, pretty pointless having it. Um, and mm. Unless you've got an iPad and an iPhone, which obviously I've got both. I've also got Apple TV. Hardly ever use Apple TV. In matter of fact, it's now plugged into the kitchen TV um, <laughs> because I couldn't think of anywhere else to plug it. Um, so that, you know, if I'm cooking, I can put on a movie or whatever. And I can still get Netflix in there. Um, but even so, the TV that it's plugged into is a smart TV. So it's a bit redundant as tech. But I've got a lot of movies on there I'd like to watch. But it's just, you know, you have to more or less buy Apple products or one or two of the new mm. TVs that have started to incorporate Apple TV in there. So for me, yeah, okay. it's it's a waste. <clears throat> I, I just wouldn't bother subscribing to it. Okay. All right, Nicky Wilson, why do you think everyone wants remakes of video games, but nobody wants remakes of movies? Because the difference is, is that a movie, like, for example, let's take um, Back to the Future. Those movies are perfect the way that they are. They don't need to be remade. They tell a story. Because video games are from a different age where they were built on the ground from a lower spec. Yeah, it's about the technology. It's about the visuals and stuff Mm. like that. 
it's not about the, the story at all. You know, it's, it's literally the technology is better. You should get a better experience by having higher quality visuals. It's not about mm. the acting or the portrayal. And if you want to give... And some games... So just say, sorry. if you want to get an example of this, is the word-for-word remake of The Omen. Yeah, absolutely. It was Waste of time. Shame. That was... That, that was shambolic. I was when I when I was watching the remake and I'm I'm there I was there straight away saying this is they've just got the script to the omen and they just decided to say, Here you go guys. It was. It Here's was scene for scene. Shot for shot. It was the most lazy reboot of a series possible. Mm. And I'm glad they've not remade them because because they they stopped there anyway and as you know that they're 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 the sort of movies that say like Jaws that don't need to be remade. They don't need to be touched. No, they don't. They're, they're classic, whereas you can have classic games, and a lot of people think of retro games, you know, the, the older games that they used to play when they were kids or whatever, as classic and all of that, but it doesn't get away from the fact that because of the media, you can get a better experience from it, whereas things don't really improve. You could get maybe better special effects in movies. And let's face it, George Lucas has been the master of tinkering with movies. Um, And in a way, you do get reboots of movies. Look at the Donner Cut. Yeah, that would say they're exceptions, though. The same way that Blade Runner, the director's cut. I know there was more, there was a different few versions. That's only because of the European version and everything else. And the same way that Dawn of the Dead had a European cut, that a theatrical cut. There was an Argento cut, but that's different from actually remaking it. But then again, saying that Dawn of the Dead got remade yeah. anyway, um, it's all right. It's it's not the same film, but well, it is actually because it's basically the same story. But um, yeah, some of these classics don't need to be remade. You, I know Psycho was remade, and that was dreadful. No, they should have even gone down yeah. that route. Whereas video yeah. games do get remade, and you know the the, the remakes can be really good. Yeah, but absolutely. video games is a different method of entertainment and storytelling to a movie. Mm. And you're seeing remakes of TV shows as well, aren't you? And well, stuff Star like Galactic is a yeah, perfect it's... example. And now that's going to be that's another be... reboot of that. I know, I know. Come on, guys! You know, think of something new yeah. for change. Battlestar Galactica two, for example. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tom Warren, he said, am I a bad person for supporting Borderlands 3 after the whole uh, Submato debacle as I've uh, been berated for doing so on Twitter? I just love Borderlands and if it was any other game, I wouldn't have got it. Would you like to um, well, explain is that this to me? Not the, I've been away. Uh, the fact that um, Gearbox have gone absolute ape over a YouTuber and has got his account blocked or whatever or shut down right. because of him doing something in Borderlands. I'm not, I haven't really been following the story. I think it might have been showing it early or something. I don't know. Um, but mm. whatever it whatever it is, they've, they've gone way over the top. They've turned up at his house with solicitors and stuff like that and it's just been, yeah, really? it's been a right debacle. I mean, I mean, you do get you do get the times if you if you bought a game uh, if you bought a game legitimately, 
and then that's fine. If you if you if you've got the game and you're under an NDA, that's completely but different. Also, story. this guy is you know he's a big Borderlands um, fan as well. Yeah, um, yeah. His, his his channel was terminated uh, on YouTube. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, he was interviewed with uh, Desperate Take Two Interactive, the publisher behind Borderlands. Uh, it was revealed that. Uh, they sent a private message to his home and was faced with several DMCA takedowns following leaked information that he published about Borderlands 3. You might have a point there then, maybe, I don't know, but it depends how you go about but, it. Though. But he was a big supporter of the game and stuff like that. To be honest, it's, it's free press. Is it like shoot? It's like shooting yourself in the foot, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. The problem is, and I think, well... Is that all these when you're streaming stuff or you're you're putting? I mean, you can't put a song on Facebook now as a better background to something because it gets pulled up for a oh this was so and so's album on there so you can't use it we're taking that we're taking that out of the video but then you're advertising that song and someone says well, I've never heard that who's done that oh I'm not going to buy that mm. do you know what I mean it's just berserk now how it all goes. Anyway, I'd, I just yeah, I mean it's it's just utterly, uh, it's free press for them, you know. Yes, I know exactly. that there, I know that there are rules in that. Evidently, there's some allegation that he might have there might have been an exchange in monetary gain uh, about some of the information he's alleged to have leaked. But back mm. to Tom's question: Is he wrong or a bad person for supporting Borderlands? Well, if you're a bad person, Tom, when I went to um, Insomnia. There was a hell of a lot of other bad people who were all queuing up and all of this was hitting the fan at that point. So, no, you're not a bad person. You're just somebody who wants to play a video game. And if mm. people berate you on, you know, online because I think you should be um, stopping Take-Two from um, doing anything in terms of this game, that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. Just enjoy the game, mate. That's what I would say. Anyway... <laughs> Do you want to do your uh, outro, Steve? Yeah, so normal information. Best place to find me is always on Twitter, at Steve007. Or should I say S-T-E-V-007. Yeah. That's O for orange, not zeros. And Xbox... Um, is 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 the same for that from the from the point of the gamer tag. Uh, PSN ID is the real Steve007. And yeah, anything you want to chat about, just hit me up on Twitter. I'm always there to whatever chimwag. Yep. And just the last thing, yeah, there's my, not this much, I did my YouTube for, for movie soundtracks. And yeah, I just always like to put some stuff up on there and just to appreciate good good scores from great movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my details are, uh, well, if you, I'm, I'm trying to do more with our Twitch not our Twitch channel, sorry, our YouTube channel. So if you just mm. do a search for Pop Culture Gamers, you'll find us there. I've got my own channel, HERJUK. Um, also, there's uh, I'm HERJUK on Twitch, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Great Old Games, Uplay, Origin, whatever the heck you like. I'm the same on all of them. Um, if you want to get in contact with the show, it's podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. We have a Facebook group, which is also Pop Culture Gamers. Um, we have our Twitter uh, channel as well, Pop Culture Gamer, because you can't have any S because it runs out of characters on Twitter. And as our website, popculturegamers.podbean.com. If you want to support the show, you can 
use our completely dormant Patreon, or you can just follow me using your free Amazon Prime subscription on Twitch, which will go towards the year proceeds for the show. Um, otherwise, you can also support the show uh, in other ways, such as sharing it uh, with your friends or in other groups, write a review on iTunes or somewhere else. We haven't had an iTunes review for a while, so one would be good. And you can also listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or your Echo device using our very own app. Or skill, I should say. <laughs> and that's it. So, without any more ado, it's a good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. Thank you.